Hey, listeners. Uh, so just giving you a heads up before we start this whole thing. Uh, I am aware that Josiah had a problem with his mic while we were recording here, and uh, I cannot figure out what caused it. I cannot even figure out why uh, voice meter didn't work correctly in keeping our voices synced or anything like that when mine was completely fine the entire time, but his would go kind of off into left field and become really echoey. No clue. I, I honestly don't know uh, what caused that, but uh, I just wanted to let you guys know I'm aware of it. We're going to try and fix it before the next podcast. If we can't, then he's probably going to have to start doing remote. And uh, it's, you know, it's probably going to work out for the better because he's going to end up having to go remote re- regardless because he's moving. So uh, once that's done, then all of us will be remote. We'll have zero issues, supposedly. I'm hoping, fingers crossed. <laughs> it's basically what it comes down to. I'm just hoping for the best at this point. But uh, anyways, I just want to let you guys know before we start. uh, And, you know, obviously I explained in the podcast that Miles had an issue with his mic. We had to use a different mic. It sounds really, really, it doesn't sound great. You can hear him breathing the entire goddamn time. Anderson needs to get a mic, uh, desperately needs to get a mic because I am at my wits end trying to, to, to get rid of all the ambient noise and stuff like that, that happens from that recording side. So, uh, I don't know if we're going to keep going with a, with Yeti mics. We might have to switch things up and, uh, and, and change out or, or let the guys decide what they want to go with. But, uh, yeah. So anyways, I apologize for the, for the audio quality that you're going to have in this one. And hopefully you can stick with it long enough. Hopefully you can stick with the fact that it's, it's a four hour podcast and I felt terrible about it afterwards, but it's one of those things where like, this is something that I've become passionate about. I I really like, I really like manga and I really like uh, manhwa and, and, and anime. So hopefully this is something you guys can enjoy. This is Vargo. This is Josiah. Miles. Anderson. 
And Miles is having to yell into his mic, apparently, because it's not, you know, we're not in a great situation, listeners. His his mic, uh, the Yeti mic that he usually records on, is busted. It's apparently not being recognized by his computer. We have no fucking clue why. Um, since I'm primarily, you know, the tech here, I can't fix it from here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so either we're going to have to get him a new mic or... You know, may, maybe, you know, I actually do have an extra mic, Miles. I might be able to just send you one. Yeah, the, the USBs with this PC have been weird. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we probably need to do an, a, a BIOS update on yours. Uh, mine probably needs it as well, because my, my USBs in front specifically have been acting kind of funky. So new motherboards, what are you, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh. So anyways, listeners, this is the anime and manga podcast um, or, or manhwa if, uh, if it's if it's Korean. So but so, yeah, listeners, you're, you're going to hear me a lot in this one. Uh, we're I'm aiming for this thing to be under four hours. We'll see. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you're going to you're going to hear my opinion a lot through this one uh, because I'm the one that's been mostly going through manga and I've been hitting up anime like it's been going out of style. So uh just to give you a heads up. So if you want to just skip forward some and just, you know, or stop and come back or whatever, that's fine. Feel free. You know, obviously I can't do anything about it. <laughs> it's, it's in your hands. That's uh, that's pretty much what we're going to be talking about primarily today, but to get things out of the way really quick, uh, hell divers two came out. We've been playing it. Uh, I have played a lot more than I thought I would in the past, you know, week or so considering how broken the game was when it came out. Um, but I will say when it works, it is a fantastic game loop with your buddies. It is an awesome game to play. And it really does pain me to sit there and say that this is a game that is absolutely 100% a game of the year contender. And I can't recommend it because it's so broken. And yeah, you know, I re- listeners, I rail against developers all the time because they, they release broken games and I railed on this one for fucking a week on end. And the guys had to put up with my fucking just complaints and pissed, you know, pissed the entire fucking time. Uh, but the, the fact is, is like, I, I really don't feel like the developers did, took any time testing this game on multiple systems. They say they did. I don't believe that for a fucking second. I think just like every other developer, they they turned it on, and then if it ran, then they were fine. And they didn't do any actual testing to see if it actually worked. And I think that is becoming a very common place for a lot of developers. And I get it. There's tons and tons of system configurations. But if your system can't run on the top-of-the-line system for an AMD build without crashing, without fucking telling us that the driver is desynced, without telling us that, oh, uh, you're just not going to load. It's just not going to load in the game. You're going to have to reinstall or re-verify your files to get it to reinstall the gamer or the uh, game guard uh, and protect bullshit, which is a kernel-level fucking uh, anti-cheat, by the way. That's that's unacceptable. Like, that's... You guys didn't test it. You're fucking full of shit. You were full of shit. That's just co-op. Yeah. You're full of shit. You didn't test this. So I get it that the majority of people are like, oh, yeah, there there are 70%, over 70% of, of positive reviews on it. Keep in mind, the majority of the world games on NVIDIA. 
So that's that's going to be a factor. NVIDIA runs it better. That's great. If you have an NVIDIA card, go ahead, go for it. Try it out. See if you like it. If you have an AMD, if you have an AMD setup, I wouldn't recommend it. Josiah amazingly has an older AMD setup and it worked fine for over a week. And then he experienced his first actual crash, hard crash. Last night. Last night. Not last night, the, or the two night before. Ago, yeah. That's right. It was Friday night. Um, or Thursday night. Damn it. And that kind of shit can happen. But he had a he had a good week of like, oh yeah, it's fine. I don't, I don't, I don't have any issues. Meanwhile, well, the game came out on what was it, the eighth? I think it came out on Val or was it Valentine's Day? I thought. I thought it was only a week. I might be wrong. Let me look this up. It's been out for more than a week. I do know that much. I could be wrong. <laughs> It was out on the 8th. Okay, so two weeks. Yeah, Sorry. so I've had a yeah. solid two weeks of extremely minor issues. Yeah. Yeah, and... I, I've, I've had two uh, two error reports. One was when they first capped at 450 players, or 450,000 players. Yeah. Uh, it timed out, and it gave me an error report. And then the other one was Thursday night. So weirdly, I've had an extremely solid, yeah, uh, solid time. He's had an extremely solid run. He has an AMD, he has an AMD processor and AMD uh, GPU. No problems. Miles has an AMD processor and AMD GPU. And he experienced almost the same shit I did for about a week until he figured out that, oh, if I lower my settings. Substantially. Substantially. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. he, he used to run everything on ultra. He's now running it on medium at best. Yeah. yeah. High, that, could high be medium. <laughs> that could be why I'm having a, a better time with it. Yeah. Uh, I hopped in and immediately dropped everything from ultra to high. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's the difference is this much uh, for everybody listening. I'm holding my fingers about a quarter inch apart. Yeah, it, I mean it's a big difference for me because it's it's I'm I went from ultra to uh medium to low. Yeah. on my settings to get it to work. So, uh, including no anti or no anti-aliasing. That's completely turned off. Yep. For it to work. Yeah. No anti-aliasing, and, no uh on-screen reflections, no uh uh ambient occlusion. Yep. Um, there, there's, there's a handful of things that are toggled off for me. Yeah. And, no, and no, lower. something, uh, no, no, or low setting for, uh, the, uh, in-game lighting. Like it's, yep. it's, it's like, like playing, it still like, looks, it still looks good. good. It, it just look it looks <laughs> like a 360 game at this point. So it looks so, like the first one. Yeah, basically. Yeah. It looks like the first one. So. It's yeah, I mean, and, and it's enjoyable in that cat in, in that aspect. This is not a game that needs to be graphically beautiful in order for you to enjoy it, obviously. Uh, but it is a bit frustrating to sit there and go, "What the fuck?" Like my my system can run Alan Wake two completely fine on very good settings. You know, it's not a forty ninety, obviously, but uh, you know, it it'll run it on very good settings. Listeners, I'm running on an AMD GPU, and I have an Intel processor in one system and an AMD in the other. So both my systems had almost exact same problems for two weeks yeah, where they you, could you not run. run that just fucking it shut off your system completely. Yeah, the, the Intel, it would shut off entirely. It would literally just brick the system and I'd have to turn off the I'd have to toggle the fucking power button to turn it back on. 
I was like, what the fuck is this? So, uh, yeah, it's, it, it has some major issues that they need to address. And here's the thing, listeners, every fucking patch, if you read the patch notes on what they're fixing, it is a laundry list of issues. That means they launched it. No, either they launched it knowing these, these issues were in place, which is very likely, or they, they launched it and had no clue because they didn't do enough testing. It's one or the other. So which uh, is it? I bet. I bet a large part of it is probably they did their some testing, uh, obviously not very thorough, but uh, they did some testing. But I bet you they didn't have that game guard and protect bullshit running because it was them. 100 fucking percent. Yeah. Yeah. Implementing that absolutely fucked everything over. Yeah. And listeners for or for anybody who's sitting there saying, oh, well, you're you're going an anti cheat or anti cheat engine rant. Yes, a little bit, because this is a kernel level. It's a kernel level anti-cheat, which means it attacks to, your, to the back end of your system. That's really bad for one. And two, the the fact that it the fact that it's even implemented and the fact that I can't run the game without it, the fact that I can't run the game without telling it that, yes, you can install or yes, you can run to my system. That's really fucked up. That's not good. And the fact is, is that I've had to uninstall the entire, I, I've had several times I've had to uninstall just the game guard, not the game, just the game guard. Cause there actually is an uninstall folder in there, just the game guard and re-verify my files in steam for it to reinstall the game guard. And as soon as I do that, the game will run before that it wouldn't, but, but as soon as I do that, the game will run. That's an issue. That's an issue with game guard, not, not the game itself. At that point, that's an issue with the anti-cheat software they use. And I'm willing to bet that they only tested on NVIDIA machines. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's the most common. It makes sense on the simple fact that it's the most common GPU. And you then go, well, if it works on one, it works on the other. That's not how gaming works in PCs, by the way, developers. If you're listening to this, if it works on one, it doesn't guarantee it'll work on the other. And sitting there saying, oh, well, it'll be fixed in a, it'll be fixed in a, uh, a display driver patch. That's not the case. AMD still working or still working on other issues that they're trying to fix for other shit, not their games. Hmm. So there's no guarantee that the next patch will fix this. Right. And on top of that, it's fucking anti-cheat software for a game that's co-op. Yeah. Only like it's there's a, no PVP whatsoever. So there's, what the fuck does it matter? There's literally no, no real way for us to cheat. What the fuck yeah. is this? And if people are cheating, that's, Good for them. Yeah. Hooray. They're only affecting their own They're only game. affect their own game. Like yeah, the only thing oh. that I could see it affecting is their essentially their events, you know, the uh the wars or whatever. But even so, like we clear yeah, a mission wars and done. we affect it <laughs> we yeah, we affect it by like ten thousandths of a percent, you yeah. know, each time we succeed. Like, what does it matter? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's, oh, you cheated and uh, you unlocked everything. Congrats, now you can play the game. Woo. Yeah, yeah if uh, if you cheat and somebody, uh, it, like, the worst that could happen is somebody unlocks all of their gear. Oh, my God, yeah. you cheated and had a better time. Or if you jumped into a random game, they might steamroll the game and ruin it for you, but... You're the jumping only... into a random game. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I could think of that you might 
end up screwing up as if you somehow unlocked stuff that's not even technically available yet. Yeah. But even then, I, I don't think you could do that right now. Yeah. Um. So, like, I, I can understand the I can understand the frustration. I especially can understand the frustration that the head of the the head of the development company, the CEO, is getting frustrated with people who are telling them, you know, stop ch- or stop twittering or stop tweeting and, and fix the game. Dude, I totally get that. I totally understand your frustration with snapping back at a player and saying, yeah, I'm going to sit behind the engineers and tell them go faster. Yeah, totally get it. Absolutely. 100%. That's you're the, you're not the person to tell them or to, to, you're not the person to be told, Hey, fix the game. You already have people working on it. We get that. But you also need to understand the frustration gamers have at the fact that the game has been out for two weeks and it still isn't fixed. It's, in fact, gotten worse with every patch you guys have iterated. That's it. It was better two patches ago. It was was better after the third patch in reality because that's when I was actually able to play was after the third patch. And then after the third patch, they broke it again. I couldn't get back in the system. Then it was patched again, broke again. More people couldn't get back in the system and then it fixed. Then it was finally fixed after, after fucking six patches, it was finally fixed and people were actually able to jump into the game, enjoy the game. They couldn't get in the servers because of the server count because that was limited, but that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. In my opinion, that's the, the server, the server count. I can't blame the developers for a game being super popular. And having, no, I mean, it's a good problem to have. Yeah, that's a good problem to have. That's the one thing that I actually do believe them when they say they weren't expecting this many players. No, 100%. Yeah, I didn't expect this many players. It's fucking insane. But here's the thing, listeners. That's what you get when you have a game that is absolutely golden. When it, when it, when it works, it is phenomenally good. And that's the thing that pisses me off the most is I can't recommend a game that is fucking amazing. <laughs> To play with yeah, your friends. This game is an absolute blast when it's working. Yeah. It has the it has all the levels of parody that should be in a Starship Troopers game. And we've played the Starship Troopers game. And this is actually better. So Yeah, I mean that being said, I would still like to go back and play the other Starship yeah, Troopers. I'd like game to play point, I'd but... like to play it as it, you know, as it increase or they you know improve it and make it better. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, the only reason I haven't gone back to the actual Starship Troopers game is they, uh, they're currently implementing a lot of changes, like they're rebalancing weapons, they're adding new weapons. Yeah. I'm going to kind of wait until they're done with that. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things of like, it's not, it's, it's an early access game for a reason, right? Oops. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. Hopefully, hopefully they, they can still hear us, right? You guys can still hear us? Yep. Okay, we're good. Yep. We can still hear you, so that's a good thing. Just I just knocked the uh, the little amplifier I have down down that uh, lets us hear you guys through the chat. I didn't realize it was gotcha. hooked on my foot. Um, so, anyways, the yeah, the it's unfortunately the game's so the game's so broken at this point that I I can't recommend it to anybody. I couldn't recommend it at launch. I couldn't rem- I can't recommend it two weeks later. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll absolutely put a recommendation out there when it's, when it's fixed and working, uh, for the majority of us. And, uh, but that's, you know, that's just where I'm at. What do you, what do you guys think? I mean, as the person who's had the most stable experience with the game, I can't recommend it 
right now simply just because it's such a crapshoot whether it'll run for you or not. Yeah. I mean, it. you know, if you buy it and the game works, then yeah, you're, you're going to have a fucking You're going to have a blast. Yeah, you're going to have a great time. If you buy it and it doesn't work, yeah. then, well, shit, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. Get it and expect... <laughs> expect trouble. <laughs> yeah, get it and expect to have to give a ref or get a refund. This is one of the only games that I can give the recommendation of. Go ahead and buy it, but don't be surprised if you have to wait until they fix it. Yeah, because yeah. it'll be worth the money at some point. Yeah, listeners, like that's that's the thing. Like you have to listen. To, like you have to understand. Like when I say it is, it is phenomenal. It is fantastic to play. It is one of the best gameplay loops I have ever experienced with a set of friends since Diablo. Yeah. Of you can go in, kick ass, have a great time, have crazy stupid shit happen that makes everybody laugh. And <laughs> and and you just go in and do it again and it's a like, good time every time. Like bug zapping almost your entire fucking team. Yeah. With, uh, <laughs> on extraction. I still, I still can't believe it fucking killed me when I was crawling. I'm like, come on. It was I'm so far there. away. <laughs> it was so far away, and I was so close. I was literally on the ramp, and it was like, It killed nope. me, and I didn't even animate it. Yeah. <laughs> I was on the ship. Well, that's because that's you were on the ship, and it zapped me and arced to you. That's the fucking crazy part. Apparently, yeah. I was the catalyst to kill you, so... um. I mean, we had listeners, we had a moment where we jumped into a game and when we, the moment we landed, I had a bug where it told me that I was out of bounds. We were nowhere near out of bounds, but it was telling me you're not in the combat zone. And I'm sitting there going, it says I'm not in the combat zone. What's going on? And, and the it guys punished are, us yeah, all for and it. it punished <laughs> us all for it. And the guys are going, what do you mean? I'm like, well, my screen is really, is really dark and I can't see everything's blurred out. Like I'm losing vision and it's telling me I'm out of bounds and they're going, they're going, we'll get in bounds. I'm like, we're not out of bounds. We're in the game. We're in the middle of the goddamn map. <laughs> like, I literally can't do anything from here. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden just fucking nu- essentially, essentially we had nuked from orbit, <laughs> orbit at that point. <laughs> we were like, what the fuck just happened? So yeah, it, it, it penalized the entire team for it. <laughs> Uh, and it blamed me. That's the worst part. It blamed me for it. I was like, what, what the fuck did it blame me? Yeah. I was like, I'm literally holding, like, I was literally holding nothing. I didn't have a weapon. It was weird. I was like, what the fuck's going on? I, I can't grab my weapon. I can't pick it up. I can't call in anything. This is the strangest thing I'd ever seen. And the the yeah. guys are going, well, I don't know. Get Like, I don't know. Get back into bounds. I'm like, what? <laughs> And then we all blew up. And then we all blew up. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, after that, after that, anytime that happened, I just started running <laughs> away from my group because I'm like, I don't want to get them killed. So um, I got killed once in uh, in one of the uh, automaton fights. I don't remember if it was with you guys or not, but I got killed once, and it. Uh, I don't know how I died per se. It just said, it popped up and said, "Killed by dude." I was like, what? <laughs> Which dude? <laughs> so you got killed by a civilian. Killed by a dude. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm having a blast with it, but I also oh, yeah. haven't been having as many issues. Yeah. So. But just so I know, I've also hit the point where we've basically unlocked pretty much everything we kind of want to other than ship upgrades yeah (laughs) 
So it's like, all right, well, now we're really just doing it for democracy. Now we just get to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the javelin is a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, we finally did a mission where uh, where I got Once to take it, it actually out and play with it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, pretty also, cool. We also tested out the explosive shotgun. That is a very, very fatal friendly fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bolter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Miles managed to... Uh, I don't know what he was shooting at, but he swept me and it took my head off. Yeah. Like one shot, no question. All right. So, yeah, listeners, that's that's where we're at with that. But uh, um, aside from that, Miles and I have been playing Nightingale, a game that I cannot for the life of me remember the name of half the time. Um, but uh, it's a survival game, listeners. Usually survival games aren't my aren't my, my really my thing. But uh, so far, it's all right. I mean, it's it's one of those things of you kind of have to get you're going to have to give it some more time and, and figure out like it's. It's very early access. Yeah. In, in Yeah, it really needs some polish. Uh but I mean, as far as like aesthetic and uh setting and everything goes, like it's really cool. Yeah. Uh character creator is a disaster. Um <laughs> it gets better as you go into it, but yeah, starting yeah. off I was like, fuck me. I was like, How yeah. am I gonna make this work? Yeah, it's uh it's unique, but that's about as far as it goes. So you're telling <laughs> me the first be. boss is easy. <laughs> No. No, it's just bad. Okay. It's like it's it starts out really weird because you have you're you're basically choosing whatever whatever pre-made face they have, which all almost all of them are disgusting looking. Um so you'll choose your your pre-made face. (laughs) Yeah. You'll choose your pre-made face and then you'll go down and then it'll it'll basically have you build your family tree, which will change your your character's physical characteristics, which would sound good if any of them were pretty. (laughs) <laughs> but they're not because we're in the we're in the modern age of gaming where everyone has to be fug ugly. Yeah, you're you're taking you know four pieces of really ugly fucking clay and molding something nice out of it. Yeah, you're so, you're built you're building the most disgusting transformer that's ever existed. So it's the character creation from Mass Effect Andromeda. Very close. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Very close. Um, and from yeah, there, your you can... ancestors make up your sliders. Yeah. So, and uh, from there you go to your sliders, and you can change the the way the character looks. Now, Miles and I started with the exact same model. I want to point this out. We started out with the exact same pre-made model because the fact is, is it's the only one that's actually good looking, and that's just that's just the fucking truth. It's the only good looking one of the entire bunch. Uh, everyone else looks like a looks. <laughs> mongoloid <laughs> looks like a fucking mongoloid or you know the mix of a uh the mix of a fucking <laughs> neanderthal or, you know, and and, and like a Jim modern Carrey day human out of the rhino's ass yeah it's it's basically <laughs> that yeah that's that's essentially what you're looking at so from there we ch- we changed our, our traits we ended up with characters that were that are relatively similar um they're not exact but they're they're pretty similar uh and uh, tried to make them as pretty as they could. And I gave up eventually. And I was like, you know what? This is about as good as I'm going to get. Um, I thought it was hysterical that when uh, it came to the soft jawline or the hard jawline, it wasn't a soft jawline. It was, do you want it bigger 
or do you want it smaller? And I wanted it smaller, which meant for, for the game meant a hard jawline. I was like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Makes zero sense how this works. But if I went to a soft jawline, then she ends up being a fucking bloated, you know, behemoth. So I was like, all right, well, I'm not going with that. Um, you know, you usually if it's like, oh, it's a hard jawline. Yeah, you're in, you're going to end up with a dude. (laughs) That's how that usually works. They're developers. I don't know what the fuck your hard and soft jawlines mean to you, but that's not it. Anyways. um, Yeah. So it's the character creator is kind of a pain in the ass to work with, but once you get into the game, it's all right. You know, you're, you're going to go through, you're going to have to craft stuff. It's going to walk you through the tutorial. Tutorial is pretty decent of the fact of it's going to show you how to build things. Yeah. And, and in all reality, as, as far as survival games go, it's pretty light in the grand scheme of things. Like you're not sitting there staving off disease and hydrating and yeah, this, that, and the other. Like it's well, you, make sure you are you hydrating, eat, but <laughs> make sure you rest. Yeah. And that's about it. Stay yeah. Alive. It's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. you know, basically yeah, yeah, it's the basic stay alive stuff. It's not, it's not sons of the forest. Yeah. It's so hardcore. it's, it's uh you know, it's, it's decent. You're having a, you know, you end up in areas with enemies that you can fight enemies. You can't fight. You're going to have to, you know, level up your character using gear. You're basically going to, it's from what I understand, it's based off of gear score um, for a lot of stuff. So yeah, cause there's uh, no skill trees. Cause there's no skill trees. Yeah. That was, that's, that was fucking weird. I was like, it's an RPG though. <laughs> How, how's there no skill trees? It's made by the same developers of, uh, or I think some of the same developers, right. From mass effect. Yeah. It's still got some, uh, former Bioware, uh, leads. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Like you said, it's a very early access. We're really kind of concerned that it's going to end up being one of those where, all right, well, we updated the game. You have to restart. <laughs> right. Uh, nice thing is, is it's a $30 game, and I think you can get it on CD keys right now for like 18 bucks. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I, I'd say it's worth that, uh, but you you have to go in with that expectation of it's it needs polish. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say I'd say it needs probably about another year's worth of work just 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 polishing like I I never I haven't ran into any major bugs or issues. Um I've seen some stories of people uh running into issues, but I haven't seen any myself. Yeah. Um So uh anyways, yeah, it's so far it's it's entertaining it's fun it's probably more entertaining for miles to play with me or it'll probably be more entertaining for miles to play with me than it will be for me with him because i'll just be a fumbling you know duckling trying to run around going after mommy going please help me (laughs) so um anyways moving on to uh to the main topic i think if we're uh for if you guys are all good yeah all right so I have listeners. I have lists and I have a list of anime and a list of manga to cover. And which do you guys want me to start with first? <laughs> do you want to do manga first? So, so there's more less, less interaction for you guys and more interaction towards the end. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll start with manga first. So, uh, some of this and some of this is, uh, is manhwa, which is, uh, Korean. Korean. Um, so, keep that in mind but 
Anyways, uh, I, I've been going through One Punch Man. Uh, I am on, I think, volume 27, I think. Um, and uh, if, I, if I can remember, if that's the, last, that's the most recent one. But uh, yeah, it's, it's freaking awesome, just like the show. It's hilarious to read and actually has more in it than it does in the anime, uh, which is really, you know, it's really good for the readers to get some, get something more out of it than they do with the anime. doesn't mean you just, you know, do one or the other. You can do both. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's very entertaining. The, the manga is, is far past where the show is. And, uh, I basically got tired of waiting for season three to come out and was like, all right, well, I need to start reading this and putting my brain to use and going through it and having a good time. And it's funny as shit. So, uh, I mean, <laughs> it's always entertaining when Saitama comes across a new hero and they discover, oh, I'm not as good as I think I am. <laughs> and there is literally no reason why this guy should be rated at a B, which in, in the, uh, the manga where I'm at, he's a B class. So, um, yeah, it's, it's very entertaining. So uh, I think he actually is in B class at the end of season two or towards. No, he's, he's in a B class by the time he's in season two. Cause that's when uh, uh tornado or not tornado. Uh, Blizzard comes and uh, meets him. So is in season two. I need to watch through it again. So anyways, uh, I decided to forego going through Netflix to watch the B stars, uh, anime and decided to watch or go through the manga and finish that up. And, uh, that was trash. <laughs> I will admit that, 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 that manga quickly turns like that story just turns into garbage really quickly. And it's mostly because the main, the main character literally doesn't learn. He just, he can't get through to his fucking head that, the world is fucked up and you cannot change it through your own will alone. And yet, yet he somehow does in, in the story. It's completely nonsensical how anything, how anything gets resolved in that, in that, uh, that storyline without him having to resort to absolute violence and killing someone, uh, just unfucking real. So yeah, it's, well, I'm glad I skipped this one because it looked like furry shit anyways. It, I mean, it verges on it very much, but it's one of those things of like, it, it's basically, you know, humans as animals, only the animals actually have, uh, you have carnivores and you have herbivores and the carnivores obviously still have to eat meat. It's pretty fucking obvious the entire goddamn time. And it's considered a taboo though. I'm like, wow. Like this, this world doesn't make any fucking sense for social conventions at all. Zootopia made more sense than this. <laughs> and it's basically the same fucking kind of story. Also furry shit. Well, by that logic, so is Bambi. I'm just saying the only by that, people by that logic, so is Looney Tunes. The only people <laughs> that I know that really, really, really enjoyed Zootopia were furries. I loved I love Zootopia and I'm not a fucking furry. What are you fucking trying to say? What are you trying to say to me? You want to start a fight on the podcast right now here? Apparently. No, the, the only I'm not afraid to take you on. <laughs> <laughs> I for what it's worth, I liked the movie 
but the only people that I know that still like rate. No, I got yeah, I got you. It's I mean it's it's there's a reason there's a reason why there's a rule thirty four in place, right? Because Rule thirty four was an inevitability. Yeah, I there's literally a there's literally a uh and I know this because of fucking Papa Meat. Thanks for that, by the way, bud. Uh did a uh did a rundown on the most disturbing fucking story I think I've ever seen where he actually showed like the art from fucking Zootopia and showed off the fact that there is an entire manga series that somebody put together that basically talks about how uh the fox and I can't remember his name, sorry listeners, and the bunny end up having sex and she gets pregnant and she wants to have a fucking abortion. And that's literally what the entire thing is about. It is so fucking disturbing. I was like, God damn, this is just fucking horrifying. I'm out. Like, I, I like what, what, what the fuck is wrong with people? But I should have known better. And I should have known going into it because he sat there. He said, this is the most disturbing fucking, like, I can't remember the, the, the actual title, but he basically said, this is the most disturbing thing he's ever seen. I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? He starts going into it. I'm like, no. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I sat there. By the time he started going, you know, I'm like, I'm too far. I gotta keep going. <laughs> I gotta know where this goes. Uh, you went too far into the looking glass. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like one of those fucking things where you get a car. You're you're in a car crash, and you're like you're watching a car crash. You're like, I can't look away. I can't look away. I can't not look. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's what that ended up being. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. No, it's it's it definitely gives you the same feeling when when you're even when you're reading B stars of like, dude, w- what the fuck is this? Is this a is this part of a fetish? Is this an actual serious you know uh, manga? Is this a is this a real serious you know is this a serious issue that they're trying to go through or what? And it literally verges and teeter totters on both ends of like, oh, it's a fetish. Oh, it's not like. I kind of got that from the the preview on Netflix because I looked at it and I was like, yeah, it looks like it could be kind of interesting. The sh- the show, the anime, the first season is actually pretty damn good. Yeah. It's actually really good. Uh, and that's what kind of got me into it. And then I was like, all right, well, uh, the second season was just okay. And then I was like, I, I just want to know how the story ends at this point. I just want to know where it goes. <clears throat> so I ended up, you know, getting, you know, getting the manga and, and reading through it. And I was like, you know, this actually was just a giant waste of my time, a giant waste of money, um, because I like I don't even want I don't even want to get into like specifics for anybody out there who actually is still wanting to read it or still wanting to go through it. But I mean, the moment the moment they had the mist the like a mystical fucking whale show up, I was like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> this is so fucking dumb. Like the fact that they like the 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 fact like here's the thing in in Zootopia. Listeners, you will notice that there are no birds in the entire world of Zootopia. If you watch it, there's no birds. Not even, not even after that. After the song says, you know, I think the 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 main theme song for the show or for the for the movie actually has a lyric about birds. Birds like something about like them not flying or something like that. I was like, there's no real man. There are no (laughs) birds in Zootopia because birds aren't real. So. Listeners, if you don't know about that conspiracy theory, that is the the most batshittiest rabbit hole you'll ever go down. <laughs> I disagree on that. Uh, I, I, I work. You, yeah, I was gonna say you work with conspiracy theorists, so yeah, I work mind. with two flat earthers on so, top of it. So, so <laughs> that's, but, uh, that's one of the weirder ones. I will give you that. But, yeah. but Zootopia had like, but what I'm pointing out is like Zootopia actually had like. Definite lines of like, okay, this is not in the world. This is in the world. 
And this just says, fuck it. Everything is in the world and tries to come up with the most bullshittiest reasons for how these things exist or coexist with one another. And you find out like sea life still exists in the world, but they don't co they don't coexist with the, 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 you know, the land dwellers, except for a few who are seals and, and uh, walruses and stuff like that who come up every now and then, but they primarily live in the sea. I'm like, they're, they're air breathers guys. They, they live mostly on land, <laughs> but the, the weird part is like you hear, you basically hear that the, the, the sea dwellers still eat, you know, they still have, they still have carnivores. They still have herbivores and they eat, you know, they just eat fish in the sea. So I'm like that, like this whole thing, this whole dynamic of how this works doesn't make sense from a, from a standpoint of everyone is sentient in this world that they, that this person's created. So you're literally going to kill another person because of your needs, right? Eventually you're going to have to. And the entire, like it goes through the history of, of why carnivores and herbivores live together, why they aren't two separate societies anymore, how it's, you know, how it started, how it's been caused multiple wars, multiple times. Um, and it's always come back to like, we still have to live together. And it's really fucking strange because you have this weird dynamic of like, oh, carnivores, they want to protect the, her the herbivores. Well, at the same time, they want to eat them. Like, What? <laughs> what, what what world are is what the what the fuck <laughs> yeah they want to protect them not fuck them right right <laughs> right right <laughs> that's that's basically where like where it ends up of being like you know it's this really strange, like love hate relationship throughout the entire thing. And you have some carnivores that are completely fucking broken and want to literally sleep with the enemy. Essentially, they want to sleep with the, the herbivores and the herbivores. There are some herbivores that want to be that want to sleep with with the carnivores. And there are some herbivores that want to be eaten by the carnivores. Just like humans. Yeah, it's just another fetish. <laughs> yeah, that one doesn't surprise me at all. I've I've seen some things. That yeah, I wish I'd never seen. Um, but uh, yeah, but here's the thing though, Miles. Uh, humans that do that are fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say that flat out. Animal can't give give consent. Just saying. Oh, I was just saying. You know, sleeping with vegetarians. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Right? Gross. <laughs> <laughs> so listeners, another manga I've I've gone through is uh and it's I think it's still ongoing. Um is uh Farming Life in Another World. And uh that is there's also an anime of it, but if you're gonna watch the anime, I highly recommend going through the the manga because the manga goes into far better detail. Here here's the thing. The manga goes into more detail than the anime does on his daily life, which is unfortunate because there are times where you just want to skip pages. But there are also things in the manga that are not in the anime at all. The fact of like he sleeps with every single woman that joins his camp almost. He has multiple kids with the with these other women. And that is given that's given across. And here's the thing. They're all very willing. He does not do anything to them. He doesn't try to convince them or anything like that. In fact, 
if anything, for the majority of the time, he tries to avoid it the entire goddamn time and literally just gives up. <laughs> These women wear him down and he just goes, all right, let's just let's do it. <laughs> that's, that's fine. If I have a different woman in my bed every night, I'm just going to let it happen. Um, oh, what a terrible problem to have. Yeah. And that's exactly what I said. <laughs> I was like, God, dude, like, he, like he lives, he, so he, he lives in a farm and these, you know, these different races of women come into his life. And the reason why they end up showing up primarily is because a lot of them don't have tribes anymore. It's primarily the starts out with the, uh, you know, the angel and the vampire that show up. There aren't a whole lot of vampires in the world and regardless. So the vampire just, you know, ends up staying. That becomes his first wife. The angel ends up staying. She becomes a second wife and she eventually leaves and goes and finds more, more people to show up and help him run the farm and expand. The women she brings back are, I shouldn't say the women because she didn't solely look out for like, just look for women, but she came across just women uh, was primarily because the elves during a massive war that had taken place before he ever, before the character in the game or in the, uh, sorry, the game in the anime ever existed or the manga ever existed. There was a war caused all the, uh, the, the elves to be wiped out. And the majority of the men are either subscribe you know, conscripted into the military or are children. And so the elves are primarily women in all these tribes and they end up coming to live there. And basically they, they, are instantly smitten with him because it's a man. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he ends up, you know, given his best effort, he tries to avoid it regardless of like who he ends up with and who he ends up sleeping with uh, and tries to just limit it to his first wife, essentially. And uh, eventually the angel ends up coming into play. She becomes a second wife and it's just those two. The, the the manga doesn't show anything, so you're safe there. It doesn't go into any, any super details. He just explains basically like how his relationship tree is working at a certain point in in the 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 manga because there's a point where readers are like, so are you sleeping with these people? What the fuck's going on? Like, do you have all these women surrounding you and and nothing's happening? Come on, that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, he ends up you know sleeping with a bunch of them. They end up having kids. He ends up, uh, you know, essentially, you know, I, I would say like, he ends up populating the land, uh, with, <laughs> with his own child workforce. Um, oh, so he's actually farming, huh? Yeah. He's actually plowing fields. <laughs> so it's, you know, and I'm, I'm giving you the loose and, and nitty, you know, the loose on the nitty gritty of it, but overall it's a, overall it's a fun read. It's got some entertaining sections, especially when he creates a, uh, festival for everybody to enjoy. And they end up having a essentially a martial arts festival where they all get to fight, you know, the, the most powerful beings there get to fight each other. You get to find out who would win in those scenarios and stuff like that. Um, safely without, you know, anybody actually, you know, killing one another, thankfully, but yeah, it's a, it's a cool thing. He's obviously not allowed to fight because the only thing he has really to fight with is the, uh, the, (laughs) the, the farmer's tool that he was given from God, which also can be a spear and can literally destroy everything. Um, and I'm not, I'm not exaggerating at all. It can, it can absolutely destroy everything. <laughs> Any, anything he throws it at or whatever, whatever he wants it to be, he can, you know, he even create, you know, use it as a, as a scythe a few times, but uh, yeah, he's not allowed to fight <laughs> because he's overpowered as fuck just because of that tool. Or oh, other than that, like he's actually a, just normal, a normal person. He's just a normal average everyday person who likes to, who wanted to become a farmer. 
you wanted to have a quiet life as a farmer and in and in, in, inadvertently got put into literally the forest of death which is the a forest that not even the dragons or the demon lord wa- would want to actually join or jump into uh according to the the manga so he's but he's put in the deepest darkest place in the fucking world and ends up you know cultivating and turning it into a farm and creates a town uh and ends up becoming a basically a place of refuge for a lot of people. So it's a cool story. Anyways, uh, moving on. The strongest hero who craves revenge. Um, if I if I'm getting it right, listeners, I apologize if I've got the wrong, this wrong, but I'm almost positive this is it. Uh, this is one of the craziest fucking revenge stories I I think I've ever seen. Uh, a hero who is who is from the world he's not it's not an isekai he's from he well it starts out not an isekai he's from that world but he apparently was reincarnated into it uh, a long time ago he just doesn't remember it he ends up getting backstabbed severely and loses his family loses everything loses his friends got set up by the people that he cared for by the people that he thought he could trust and this is af- this is pretty much directly after he killed, you know, took down the demon lord. Gets betrayed and gets sent to the afterlife. Eventually, after being tortured and twisted and fucked with for God knows how long. He ends up in front of the goddess that originally had put him there. And she basically says, you know, she's going, she, she, she doesn't know why he came back, but she says, you know, you can, you can come back or you can stay here with me because she's absolutely in love with her. She's a freaking masochist too. Uh, so she appreciates when he steps on her and, uh, he says, you're going to have to send me back. And she says, I don't think I can do that. And he says, you're going to send me back and I'm going to get my revenge and you're going to send me back with all of my original abilities. Now here's the thing that's kind of the twist is basically the gist of it is from what I can get out of what, how it mentions in the manga is that he was originally placed on that world to become the hero after he was the villain somewhere else. He was, he basically has these insanely dark abilities that no one on that world in that plane of existence has ever experienced before. And he's basically a God. And he's placed into that world uh, to get revenge at this point. So she lets him go back. And he just wants to get revenge. And he gets revenge in some of the most creative and best ways I have ever seen in my life. It was such an entertaining read that I sat there and was like, all right, I got to go back. I got to read. I got to read, read, reread this <laughs> up to a certain point because I was like, what the fuck? Um and, uh, you know, not to give too much away, but he starts out by killing off the soldiers that had been responsible for killing off an entire village and then blaming him for it, which was their justification for why they arrested him. But he ends up killing them in the same ways that they killed the villagers. And this causes so much hysterical panic within the royalty that they close themselves into the capital and they basically shut themselves in with him. And that's a really bad idea. And he leaves it so that they can't they they can't leave once he's gone. So he forces them to stay in a prison that's really of their own making. And things just get completely batshit from there. So uh, 
it's a really good, it's a really good manga. I've massively enjoyed it. I highly recommend it for anyone who wants to see a good revenge manga where they don't pull any punches. They basically are just massively graphic and like, yep, this guy is just out for revenge. That is it. If no, if, ands or buts. All right, listeners, the next one is I've seen this titled a couple of ways, but the biggest thing you need to take away is that it starts out with either being called the Messiah or the Savior, but it's, it's basically called, called the Savior, the former hero who saved another world is unparalleled in the real world full of monsters. So yeah, it's really confusing listeners. I'm sorry. I've seen it literally, literally tiled both ways from both of the uh, sites that I've used to read through it. And uh, I, I couldn't give you the, the exact uh, translation for what the, what the main title is, but just know it's, it's either the savior or the Messiah. You, you can look them up that way. Uh, this is a Manwa from one understand. He, the, the main character is in this case, he's betrayed. He comes to a world. He's, he's brought into another world after being bullied his entire life in the world that he came from. He comes to another world where he gets to be a hero and he gets to save people and he gets to do the things that he always wanted to do in his own life. He becomes the strongest hero the world has ever seen. He kills the, you know, kills the, the demon Lord and, this is, this is just the beginning of the manga. This isn't like the end of it or anything like that. This is just the beginning. And he's essentially only has one main friend that he can depend on. And she has, you know, showed caring for him and loved him since she, since he arrived. And one day he gets noticed that she's, you know, she needs to meet with him. So he shows up and lo and behold, the kingdom betrayed him, puts him in, in handcuffs that directly negate his abilities. And uh, then they proceed to execute him for the public. They torture him. They then take him out into the public and tell him that they have judged him because of they need to basically get rid of him before he turns on the Capitol. This is a this is kind of an old tale uh, being retold of the hero gets betrayed because the Capitol or the the country that he's working for or helping is afraid of him afterwards. They're afraid what he'll do to the Capitol when he's done. When he finds out what they've been doing or things like that, in most cases, it's because the people who are so corrupt can't buy them. Uh, Miles and I have a have an anime that we've been going through where that's the case. Um, so he ends up getting beheaded. And the last thing he sees is essentially the the woman that he loved and she loved him uh, crying and telling them to stop and, and telling, the, telling them to leave him alone. And he ends up getting reincarnated into essentially our world. He thinks he's back in, in the normal world again and wakes up and he goes, well, you know, basically sitting there going really like thinking it's a lucid dream that he had until he sees his reflection and realizes that the person that he is now is not the same person he was. He doesn't have the same face or anything like that. So it, this wasn't a summoning. He wasn't summoned to this world again. He wasn't just brought in. He was reincarnated, but he was reincarnated into the body of a person who was in a coma for years. And essentially that person, that person basically became brain dead and he ended up taking over the, over their body. The rest of the manga is about, or the manual, I don't remember which, which one it is. My, my, my apologies. The rest of it is about basically he is trying to figure out a way to get the original person who owned his body back into their body because he just wants to die. He just wants to pass on. What he doesn't realize is that he's been brought into this world that's not not his own, that has monsters, that has demons, 
and they have essentially uh, world breaches, much like uh, solo leveling, uh, leveling, but Hmm. it goes to another world where it's just demons, where just the demons exist and low level demons end up pouring into our world. If people don't, if hunters don't go into that, into that demon world and close it off. So he doesn't want to participate in any of this. He doesn't want to be a part of it, even though he finds out, or even though he knows by now that he has all of his original abilities. So he comes into this world with an insane set of skills. Something that the demons have never encountered is a human being with this amount of this amount of abilities and this amount of strength in their abilities. So the demons have always just said, well, we'll eventually take over the earth anyways. So we're just going to keep doing these breaches until we can. And any hunters that go in, a lot of the times the hunters don't come back. In fact, they're very lucky if they do, because if the boss of the area ends up seeing them, typically it's a high level demon and they'll kill them, just torture them to death or, or whatever. He ends up watching a group go with, go through a, a breach and uh, one of them, only one of them comes back. He left his entire group behind and he says that they need to get en- enough forces to try and go in and stop it and help them. And he sees it and goes, fuck, I have to do something. So he goes through this and it goes into the breach. And from there, it kicks off an entire set of shit that happens of the demons finding out that there's someone that is ludicrously powerful and they want to play with him. And an organization that has no fucking clue that this guy ever existed and how the fuck he even he's even come about in this world and how he's so powerful and essentially them wanting to control him. So it's a very cool story. Uh, highly recommend it. Um, but, uh, sorry, I'm marking it off on the list. Next up is the garbage brave, uh, <laughs> a revenge story of a hero who has been thrown away after being summoned to another world. This is a story of a, of a kid who basically gets summoned to a world that is uh, by a corrupt kingdom. And the kingdom, they just want warriors. There's no war going on. The world has been at peace for quite a while since the demon king has been banished to another world. So there's there's no no reason for this, for this to happen. But this kingdom is so corrupt that they've decided, oh, we're just going to bring in heroes because we want them to fight our battles for us. And if we can get enough strong of the, or enough strong ones, we can have them just go through and basically take over the entire kingdom and give it over to these assholes. So basically what happens is this kid who comes in, he's he's re, he's been brought in with his entire classroom, right? And they're all being selected and shown like what their abilities are or what their ranking are or what their rankings are and stuff like that. It's, you know, it's going to be one of those things where obviously he's going to become overpowered, right? Everybody knows that how this story is going to go, right? But because of his ranking, he's basically kicked out. He said, you know, go go ahead and go live your life. Go, here's some money. Go ahead and uh, we're, we're going to send you through the teleporter. It'll teleport you to a decent place where you can start a new life. He's teleported to a terrible fucking location that is in one of the worst, you know, forests imaginable and is told good luck. They literally put him there to die, basically. So he instantly starts sitting there going, God damn it, like I'm going to fucking kill these people for doing this to me. 
but he's worried about his few friends that he had in school, the ones that actually looked out for him, the ones that actually cared about him. Uh, he's worried about how they're doing. It's mostly this, this girl who, who told him that she would look after him and that she would make sure that he was, uh, he was okay. And when they pushed her away as she was trying to go, go and help him while he was being essentially banned from the kingdom, uh, she knew something was off. She knew something was wrong. And he basically said, no, it's okay. I'll see you again. And that was the last time he saw her. So he basically sat there and go, goes, okay, the kingdom's shit. And they're obviously going to be using these people. I need to get back there and I need to help her out. So that's what causes him to have mo- the most motivation he has in the story. But in the meantime, he's, you know, been blessed with some pretty, you know, decent stats, especially in luck. And he's so lucky that he can figure out ways to kill some of these ludicrously strong monsters that are inside this forest. And this causes him to rank up super quick, real fast. Like real world experience is the best experience you can get. Yeah, that's true in this world as much as any world. So because of that, he's able to rank up and he's able to rank up quicker than anyone else that's been summoned. And thankfully, along the way, he meets some good friends. He meets some people who actually care about him, who will actually look after him. And these are the kind of people that, you know, these are the kind of friends that you, this is the person that I want to stay with the rest of my life, that kind of thing of, I want to be surrounded by this, by this person and people like them. And while he is primarily motivated to achieve his revenge, uh, his companions know this and they're completely fine with it. In fact, they encourage him because they sit there and go, you they casted you aside because they thought you were too weak and you've helped us may you've helped us become stronger. We'll help you with whatever you need. But uh yeah, I mean it's been a really creative read. I've been enjoying it so far. I realize that it's very similar to other stuff that I've read and other stuff that I've watched and recommended, but if you're looking for something that's slightly different and has the revenge aspect to it but doesn't go full hardcore on it, uh this is a good read. Uh, yeah, I highly, I highly recommend it. The next one I recommend is a neat guide to a parallel world. This is one where it's kind of strange. It's, it's a similar story, but in this case, the kid gets summoned to another world with almost his entire class from school. And he's, you know, he's, it's the typical story of he's been bullied and stuff like that. And he gets there and they're, they're going through their stats and what their, what their classifications are. And they, he reads through his and he comes to his classification as healer. And while everybody else is reading their, their other stats are saying, you know, some people are listed as hero and then they're like their subclass is hero or swordsman, stuff like that. His is resurrected healer. That's a, that's a bit odd. Uh, and it turns out that he was trying to kill himself when he was brought into the world. And, uh, that's why he's a resurrected. So this is going to come into play a little later and he's looked at with complete disdain from the kingdom, especially the princess. This, this is a gigantic cunt of a woman who looks at him and says, you're the weakest. And she, she suggests that they let, they let him go out into the world and just become a healer, do whatever he wants. And uh, so they're going to release him. And I say, release him with quotes because she teleports him to the deepest, darkest dungeon in the entire kingdom. And this is a, this is a dungeon filled with monsters that are considered over legendary status that the actual world itself has never seen. Uh, 
monsters that are level 300, level 400, 500. Like, and he's placed in this thing with no experience, nothing whatsoever, and has no clue how to use his own skills. As evident by the first time he gets attacked. He's come to a, to, a, to a pivotal point of he sees three chests in front of him. And in the chests, he has no idea what they are, but he's pretty sure one of them is a mimic. He opens up the first chest. There's nothing in it. He opens up the second chest. There's his potion. And off to the right, he hears a voice coming from the darkness telling him to take the potion. And he says, who the hell is this? And it says, I am the God of revenge. And he's sitting there going, what the fuck? Like it is it, it like based off of how, how, how it comes across in the, in, in the manga, it is insanely insidious sounding when you hear something with the jagged letters and shit of, I am the God of revenge. Take the potion. <laughs> if, yeah, you, if you if, want power, drink if you it. want power, drink the potion and miles, you've actually gone through this one. Yep. Um, it was, it was insanely just weird. Like what the fuck is going on? Eventually, he decides. All right, well, I I gotta check and see if it's a if it's the other if the other chest a, a, a mimic. He opens up the chest. Of course, it's a fucking mimic. It bite nearly bites his arm off. He manages somehow to get away, because he essentially, you know, increases the distance from him far enough where the mimic just goes fuck it. I'll just I'll just go back to where I was at. He manages to heal his arm, but. He sits there and keeps looking at the potion and the voice comes back of, if you want power or seek power, take the potion. So he finally takes the potion and holy shit. Was that a good idea? (laughs) Uh, It basically gives him the ability to instantly kill anything because it takes his ability of healing and reverses it and reverses it tenfold. So, he walks into the area where the mimic is and sees the other chests. The mimic's too dumb to close the chests, so he knows which one's the mimic and decides to fire it off and give his new power a go. And it works. It works very well. So he goes from level one to level, what is it, like to 150? Something crazy like that. Like it was something, a level 500 mimic that he killed. Yeah. Yeah, it was fucking nuts. Just skyrockets his level. He just starts seeing display after display after display of level up, level up, level up. Just popping up in front of him like, what the fuck did I just do? And uh, from there, he's pretty much unstoppable. And he goes on to go clear the the the, the raid boss, the, the labyrinth boss. And uh, ends up getting a really good sword out of it, to be honest. So, um, yeah, just not, not to, not to give too much away, but there's things that are connected to that boss knowing, knowing or recognizing the, the, the God of revenge and, uh, knowing where that name came from and how that was connected. And, uh, it kind of goes from there of, okay, well, I, he, he starts to leave thinking he's, he's going to another level. And by then the raid boss has been completed. So the dungeon, the labyrinth starts to disappear. And it teleports him to the forest again, where he was at, where the dungeon was, was located, was in the middle of a forest. He had no clue, no fucking clue what the fuck was going on. (laughs) Um, and from there he goes on this, this incredible journey of meeting people and saving people and not, not even intentionally always doing it, but all, all this stuff just to try and get revenge on a kingdom that, that kicked him out and said, you're a piece of shit. 
So, because um, he wasn't strong enough. But uh, yeah, I I highly recommend that one. Uh, that was actually a really a really good read. Uh, yeah, I really to go hope through. they uh, actually turn it into an anime eventually. Yeah, uh, that was one where I was telling Miles because because of the fight scenes alone in that one, it'd be fucking sick to just watch. Um, yeah, it would it would have to be as gritty, if not more so, than the first season of uh, Goblin Slayer, though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, my next one is uh, the. It's called the Mao's the the Mao Army's strongest ma- magician was a human. This is a uh, an isekai where a human ends up getting adopted essentially by a demon, and the demon at the very beginning tells him, "Never show your face to anyone. Do not allow them to know you're human. Otherwise, they will try to kill you." And this includes the demon king, the demon lord. So he takes this very seriously and says, "Okay, you know, I, I won't do it." He's taught from a very young age to become a very good magician, a, you know, a sorcerer, essentially, and is eventually brought under the tutelage of another demon who actually knows that he's a human and is okay with it, completely fine with it. As long as he is, he's shown his, he's shown his worth to the army at this point of he is, there's no way he's going to show fail. He's going to show any kind of fault in his belief of what he's doing for the demon king, what he's doing for the demon lord. So he goes through and essentially declare, you know, he goes with the, uh, we're going to declare war on the humans. Okay, let's go ahead and and take out the humans and ends up helping to create a city that is not only made up of demons, but also humans and ends up getting them to work together. Something that the demon lord that he he finds out as he goes has wanted to do since their since their own reincarnation into that world, which he himself suspected that they were more than likely Japanese as well, <laughs> given their name and the uh, other things that they've brought up in the past. That he's been able to make connections of like, okay, they're using this strategy from this point in history. They're talking about the Three Kingdoms, Miles. Um, <laughs> talking about the Three Kingdoms. Yeah, they're talking about Three Kingdoms. <laughs> He goes, he goes through and he, he uh, experiences uh, essentially what, like, he, he goes through and has enough experience to know, okay, if we're going to get these two, two groups to work with each other, we need to start doing, you know, setting up one boundaries and being able to, one, prosecute those who harm the other. So humans get prosecuted just as well as demons do if they do anything to, anything to one another, right? So he creates laws, this entire society, and shows that, yeah, they can actually coexist. There's, there's no, there's no issue between the two actually functioning with one another in a real world. You just have to keep it under rule. But as everybody knows, there are outside forces as well as inside forces that are going to be able to try and interfere with that and try and prevent him from one climbing the lateral or the, the ladder within the, uh, the, the army itself and getting better positions and stuff like that in order to exert his own will upon the army. But there are also outside forces that are trying to come in and take over the land and try and prevent the subjugation of humans because they think, you know, the demons are just trying to kill them. But to me, the biggest threat always seemed to be coming from the inside of people trying to prevent any of this from happening within the demon, you know, the demon lord's army, regardless of the fact that the demon lord actually wants this to come to pass. 
So my next one is the, my lover was stolen and I was kicked out of the hero's party. So listeners, this one actually kicks out some interesting, uh, interesting twists and turns. So the main character who is not supposed to be the hero, uh, the, the, the hero from the hero's party that is, is basically betrayed by his entire party. They torture him and make him feel massive despair. Uh, and it starts out by him walking up to go to go to his room and seeing the hero stopping at his girlfriend's bed or girlfriend's bedroom and going in and they end up knocking boots all night. And he has to hear it. Uh, this is where this starts. And the whole thing, it turns out, is to be a ritual to try and get as much light into the area to try and empower the hero while bringing all the darkness onto him and making him feel ultimate despair. And this is supposed to kill him and it doesn't. Instead, he becomes pretty much the very embodiment of darkness. He becomes the avatar for darkness to move throughout the land and to gain his revenge. And the reason why I say there's twists and turns is that he's more of the hero than the hero is obviously. Uh, I mean, what kind of fucking hero kills their best friend uh, and tries to, you know, tries to get, tries to take their girl and has an entire, you know, has the entire group turn on him. And it turns out that this was the plan from the beginning. They, they all had gotten in on this and said, you know, yeah, we need to turn our backs on him. We need to kill him. And all of them went off and became complete pieces of shit. You know, big surprise, right? You know, the people, the people who betrayed the guy in the main story are the pieces of shit. So he ends up taking on this, uh, this ability to walk around with, uh, you know, a, a miasma, a, a power that is within, like, if you're within a certain amount of distance to him, you're just fucking dead. That's it. You're, you're going to die. He can control it though. So he can, you know, prevent it from hurting anybody who's innocent or anything like that. But he ends up finding someone who becomes his companion and is completely 100% behind the fact that, yes, we need to kill these people. We need to remove them. And they are all for him exerting his, his revenge upon those who deserve it. And as a result, it, he ends up going on this, like basically this crazy fucking adventure. And that involves going to other fucking other dimensions, meeting the actual, uh, you know, darkness itself and having conversations with it, as well as the hero having conversations with light and them becoming a little more understanding of what their powers and their abilities are. But, uh, yeah, there's basically, basically I I'm, I'm kind of in the middle cause I haven't really gotten that far into it, but so far it's a really cool, it's a really cool story. I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm finding that I'm really liking the, uh, the revenge Isekai stories, uh, just because it's nice to see people get their come up. It's, it's, it's really nice to see bad people have bad things happen to them. <clears throat> so you're going to be rooting for the villain the entire time and hoping he's going to, you know, hope he's hoping he's going to pull it off. Uh, so yeah, that's, it's a good read. Uh, so far, I don't know. I haven't gotten to the end, so I don't know exactly how it's going to go, but Next up is, <laughs> I'm glad they kicked me from the hero's party. This is an awesome, awesome story. And I'm pretty sure it's a manual because of uh, the way it's being released here in the States. But uh, it is, it's, it's being released chapter by chapter. You can get it on Amazon. It's available today. 
uh, it is an awesome read on the simple fact that this guy who literally has been his entire life and existence has been based around the fact of being part of the hero's party and making sure that the hero was to a point where he could take care of himself and he could leave. He could just bamf out and say, fuck it. I'm done. I just want to leave my live my own life. I don't want to be part of a victory title. I don't want to be part of this adventurers club. I just want to get the fuck out and go on. That's his whole existence is I want to move on. And he finally gets his wish. He shows up for a meeting with the, with the rest of the heroes and, the, and his party. And the hero basically says, you're too weak. We need to get rid of you. And he goes, I get it, man. I'm out. No problem. Now, what the hero doesn't know is that the guy that he just kicked out basically has a skill that is also known as the God who walks with you. You just literally got rid of somebody who is the God who walks with you. <laughs> and you thought that he was the weakest. What the hero doesn't know is that he is the, the character that he just got rid of is able to not only control time and space, he's able to do a shit ton of stuff, including buffing his entire party while he's in contact with them with it, within a certain range. He's able to buff anyone who is with within his party to a tremendous amount. And when he's sitting there talking to the rest of the party, he's looking at the group and asking them if they feel the same way before he, before he leaves. And they go, yep, you're too weak. You need to get out. Next one says, yep, you're too weak. You're, you need to get out. And the last one, the girl that he thought loved him. And it turns out she does, but you don't find that out until a little later says, yep, they're right. You need to leave. And what she doesn't, what he doesn't know is that she's so kind of controlled with her emotions and how she, how she expresses herself is that she was being sarcastic because she knows exactly how powerful he is. And she's sitting there just agreeing with them because she wants him to leave because she essentially wants the rest of the group to realize how fucking weak they are, even compared to her. Because what you don't know is that she's been training like Saitama. <laughs> and I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> she's she's been training like Saitama her entire life because of how powerful this character was because she wanted to try and measure up to him anyways as a uh, as a result he ends up going on this you know this crazy journey ends up you know by basically finding a finding a dragon girl uh and helping a whole bunch of people and basically proving just how weak sauce the hero actually is and uh it it eventually comes to a head where he's going to have to basically face off against the, uh, the hero because they've essentially the hero's party has been making nothing but fucking mistakes over and over again, just mistake after mistake after mistake. And, uh, just fucking fumbling all over themselves without him. And it's kind of like, it's, it's sad in the way of like looking at somebody who you once respected would look at somebody and be like, yeah, that's, that's really sad. But you find out they're a complete asshole and you're like, yeah, that they actually deserved it. Um, they deserve what's, what's coming to them. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a good story. I highly recommend it. All right. I'll make the next ones quick. Cause uh, I've watched the anime and we reviewed the anime um, for this one. Uh, Trapped in a dating simulator. The world of Atome games is a is tough for mobs. Listeners, that's a great read on the simple fact that it's one of light novel series and a manga. They're coming out with a manga. It's behind the light novel series tremendously. Uh, but the uh, 
the light novel series and the manga are ahead of the anime. So if you wanted to get past that anime, go ahead and read those. I recommend reading it from the beginning, to be honest, because there's a lot of stuff that they don't cover in the anime that they cover in the manga. Like the fact that the women's slaves are all their lovers as well. So these women can have, can have slaves that they're fucking knocking boots with, but they can't knock boots with the men that they're fucking engaged to. That's fucked up. It's a, it's a really fucked up world. And it, it emphasizes even more in the, the manga than it does anywhere else other than the, the light novels of just how fucked up that world is that he's been transported to. But yeah, say, saying in the, the anime, oh, this world really favors women is the, the lightest way to put that. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that the the reverse harem or anything like that isn't, you know, isn't right or anything like that, because, you know, there are plenty of animes where we watch where a guy ends up with a harem of girls anyways. You know, it's it's one of those things of like it depends on where your moral line is. But it's pretty it's pretty messed up that the women in this world are able to have slaves and basically sex slaves and the men can't can't get anywhere near them. And in some cases, they have to sign contracts in this that say that their slaves can walk around in public with them. Which means they they can they can show off the man that is bumping their fuck or bumping uglies with them every goddamn night with the guy that they're cucking. It's pretty fucked up. So, I mean, it'd be it'd be one thing if uh, if the men were completely participant and we're like, yeah, it's a reverse harem. I'm fine with it. Uh, you know, this is her other boyfriend. I'm her boyfriend. It'd be the same thing as like if a guy has a harem, right? But in this case it's so prevalent that it's the amount of women that are just like, yep, I am going to have the guy who I'm, you know, who, who I'm cucking you with. And I'm, I'm just going to, you know, you're getting fucked over every night and I'm doing this to you and you have to live with it and be happy about it. And it's, you know, it's really interesting to see that kind of dynamic be brought into a anime or a manga. Uh, the only thing I'm disappointed in is just, just the anime doesn't really touch on it very much. And it keeps it kind of lighthearted. I get it. Maybe it needs to appeal to a, a, a younger audience, but the manga hits it. And so does the light novels. And they hit it pretty hard of like, yeah, this shit's happening in this world. So for those of you who are like, oh, well, you know, but what about his dad? The the main character's dad, he, he had a he had his own his own, you know, I guess his own extra wife. Uh, in reality, she's just his mistress uh, that he had children with. But uh, he has, you know, how, how does that happen? Well, that's a circumstance of their marriage. He's basically, it's part of the contract of for her to have kids. She had to be married to a person with a title. He was willing to give her the title so long as, or, you know, be, be her partnership in their title or their titleship or whatever the fuck it is. And uh, she can, she gets kids. He gets his, you know, mistress and gets to have extra kids with her. Yeah. So if you're wondering like, oh, well, the, uh, the prince gave uh, Marie a slave that she could, you know, a slave. Yeah. He was basically telling her, you can have sex with this guy on my dime, have sex with this guy. Never mind the fact that Angelica, the woman he was actually engaged to was not allowed to have slaves. Literally was not allowed. It was in her contract for their marriage. That's pretty fucked up. (laughs) So anyways, it's a good series. It's gone, you know, I've gone through uh the manga. I'm probably going to start on the uh the light novels pretty soon because the light novels are only, you know, they're 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 at 11 issues. They're going to be ending at 13, which I think happens later this year, and the manga only covers the first 3 books. 
Uh, moving on to the world's strongest butler. It's literally what it is. <laughs> that is it. It is the world's strongest butler. Uh, a guy who gets accepted into a family and is taught from a child from an early childhood to be a butler and to do anything that the that his master, a woman uh, in the 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 series asks of him. She starts out really sweet and kind to him and asks has some pretty big asks. Uh, and but eventually she becomes very ruthless and very cruel and asks him to do things that are, I mean, seemingly impossible tasks, like bringing her a dragon and crazy shit like that. And it turns out that he's insanely strong. And one day he's asked to be given or he's asked to get or to, to do a task that's quite literally like it sounds, sounds fucking impossible. And he doesn't necessarily fail. That's the thing. He doesn't fail. But because of, uh, because of his quote unquote poor performance, the head of the 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 uh, head of the household decides to let him go. Says you're kicked out. Fucking belittle belittles him and says you're 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 not good enough to to be the butler of my daughter. His daughter his daughter's a fucking nut job by this point, and they kick him out. And then they proceed to wonder why they can't hire why they can't find anyone to replace him. It's kind of, you know, it's, it's one of those things of like, all right, well, maybe if you guys weren't such pieces of shit or, you know, weren't asking people to do insane, insane tasks, this wouldn't be a problem, but he does end up finding a, uh, a new master and ends up finding a good family to, to take him in. And he is, they're astounded by the things he's able to do completely, even though they're all very talented themselves. So yeah, it's a good, it's a good story of. Just somebody, somebody essentially getting their comeuppets of this person. This person deserves better, and they're 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 going to get better. So, listeners, I probably have a really really bad translation of this, um, but uh, the next one up is Brave Party. Oh, Ikuda was appointed poor, is what it says. I don't know if that means like it is uh, given a poor status or what, but Basically, uh, that's what it translates to based off of Google Translate. I apologize to anyone who knows exactly what this translates to, but it's it's what I know. But it's it's one I've been reading online listeners from people who have been thankfully willingly translating it for us. So uh, it's available. Uh, you can just do a search for it and uh, I'll try you know what, I'll try to put the uh, the name the names of these in the description so you can do a quicker search. Um, but uh, this hero gets. This is a hero that kick, gets kicked out of the the you know quote unquote heroes party, and it turns out that he is much like the god who walks with you, has been doing the impossible, and by that I mean he has been a he's a he's a caster, he's a caster and essentially the 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 management of the group. He manages their funds. He does everything for them, on the side, and they don't know this. They don't realize it until it's until after they've let him go because he's too weak. The reason why they say he's too weak is because his level, not because of his actual weakness. He has no weaknesses. <laughs> the truth is, is that he has been buffing the party on every mission they've been going on since they started. And it's not just buffs. He gives them multiple, multiple buffs, which is considered impossible in their world. There are only a few casters in the world that can do even more than one or two and he's been doing upwards of five to 10 times the buff for them. 
so that they've been able to go through and go into the level 90, you know, I think it's level 91 of the dungeon and take on the dungeon boss down there. And yet when he leaves instantaneously, the party is massively weak. They can barely take on the most weak and the, the most weak creatures in the dungeon and they're complete trash and they can't figure out why, why are they slower? Why are they casting slower? Why can't they get anything done? And it's because the guy who was with them was doing all of the heavy lifting that they had no clue was being done. So when he gets kicked out, he ends up getting eventually picked up. I mean, cause it comes to a shot. It comes as a shock to him. Cause he's sitting there going, what the fuck? Like he's sitting there at a desk at the time going through their funds and making sure that they have enough money to buy supplies and to make sure that they have enough money to buy food. And they come in and say, yeah, you're fucked off. Get out. And then they take all the money and run, not knowing what they're doing at all or what, or what they've just done. And when another part, our former party member who had joined them for a brief, brief time asks where he's at, they are so ashamed to tell her that they refuse to say anything. They basically just lie to her. So he ends up getting invited to join another group and to help teach newcomers into another dungeon, another dungeon crawling group. And uh, so he goes in to help them out. And they end up sitting there watching this guy going through his lessons, going, how the fuck is this guy doing these things? And he has no clue that he's as powerful as he is until he starts basically getting the praise that he's always deserved because he's been with a group of assholes that don't know shit that just assumed based off of his abilities that everyone should be able to do these things and that there are casters more powerful than he is. And the only reason why he's only as powerful as he is is because he has to split his abilities. He's, he's basically a dual, a dual class at this point. He wasn't when he started, he was a swordsman, I think is when they started out. And he ended up having to learn to be a caster as well in order to make sure that he could balance the load when they went to dungeons. But yeah, it's fucking it, the, the, that's one that I actually wish was an anime because the fight scene between him and the black dragon is epic in the anime or, or in the manga. It is sick to watch. So, and here's the thing, listeners, a lot of these are, are either unfinished or they're not completely translated. If I had a millions of dollars, I would literally just, you know, spend it on people translating shit at this point to keep me entertained because this shit is a thousand times better than anything we've been getting from Marvel. It, it, you know, aside from the newest ultimate Spider-Man, which finally they, they finally uncucked Peter Parker. <laughs> so fucking stupid. God, I, I could not believe that Marvel thought that that was a good idea. Just anyways. Yeah, the 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 fact is, I think this one's been stuck on like chapter 27 for like the last year or so uh, here in the States. And that's because the people who are localizing a lot of these aren't are you know aren't either not getting enough money for this or they just don't have the time but either way it's you know it's kind of a shame because i would i would love to be able to to finance these these people but fuck dude i don't i just don't have the cash for it so i'm having to fucking piggyback off everybody else who's who's been paying for it so hats off to everybody who's contributed to these people who have actually translated these things correctly and uh yeah i mean i'm hoping that i can see more in the future 
The next one up is a warrior exiled by the hero and his lover. Listeners, this is a this is a really rough one to go through because Miles and I have talked about this in the past. We have a hard time watching characters get shit on and watching characters get uh, abused or mistreated when they're good people. Yeah. Ceaselessly. Um, <laughs> just that. ceaselessly. Yeah. And this one is rough to go through because of the hero in it. And I, I'm not saying the main character because the main character is the true protagonist. Uh, but the hero in it has brainwashed his party and the rest, it, it used to be him and his, his best friend from childhood, a guy and three childhood friends that are girls. So the hero decided that he wanted to have a harem and wanted to get rid of the guy that was in his way. So he made sure that he brainwashed the other characters to kick him out. But he basically is forcing them. He's raping them because they have no mind of their own to stop it. And while they, they're conscious of, their, of the fact that they're doing this, they have no way of choosing it for themselves. So it's basically you're being trapped inside your own body and being forced to do these things with a person that you never loved and never cared about. So listeners, if you want to see listeners, if you want to see my blood boil, this is a good way to do it. And I realize they're fictional characters. So there's, you know, there's no point in really getting mad about it, but it's one of those things of like, you're getting invested in your character and the characters and stuff like that. And then you find out that this guy is just complete fucking utter piece of shit and what he's done to these other characters. And you're like, God damn, dude. Like I, I cannot wait to watch this guy get his comeuppance to watch this guy get his shit pushed in because he deserves it. God, does he deserve it? Anyways, I don't want to give away too many things. Uh, he does come across some people who are immune to him and uh, he gets called out on it. And uh, unfortunately it does not lead to him being ejected from the, uh, the adventures guild, which is what should have happened. I kind of wish that had happened because uh, it would have made his life insanely, uh, insanely hard for him because uh, he wouldn't be allowed to become the hero if that was the case, but the, the main character ends up, you know, he ends up coming across some people. He ends up coming across, especially two girls who are wonderful in his life. And, uh, that was good to see. But, you know, when he finds, when he finds out about it, uh, about what the other character has been doing the entire time, he is just livid. So regardless of the heartache and the stress that it could put you through on reading something like that, uh, I highly recommend it. It's a, it's a good story. Um, hopefully I'm hoping that everything works out in the end and that the uh, main character ends up, uh, you know, saving the people who need to be saved and killing the people who need to be killed. Um, because there's also a demon Lord involved in the entire you know storyline. So, uh, he's having to fight demons at the same time. I highly recommend it, but rec I recommend it with the, uh, with the caveat of know that you are going to be very frustrated at this person for a long time. And even where I'm at, which I think is at chapter 25, uh, it still hasn't been resolved yet. Um, I think that the, I, I believe that the uh, manga is actually finished, but the, uh, the translation for the U S hasn't been, hasn't been finished up yet. And uh, I'm hoping that will happen, you know, within the next, you know, next few months, but we'll see uh, the drops for it have been pretty, you know, have been, relatively irregular and regular and uh, relatively uh, decent. So um, yeah, it's, it's basically going by chapter by chapter, not even getting volumes on this one. So, and I have not been able to find one store that has it, <laughs> not one that has the English, you know, the English translated volumes. So 
anyways, that's a, that's a really good one to, to go through. Um, again, the warrior exiled by his, by the hero and his lover. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's all the manga I have to catch up on. That's it. We're going on to anime. I'm going to stop talking. I've been talking for fucking ever. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was a lot to go through and it was a lot to explain, but those are my recommendations. Those are all the ones I absolutely recommend. There's a few that, uh, and when I say recommend, like, yeah, they're, they're good reads. They're worth going through. There's a few that I had on the list that I'm not going to talk about because they're ones that I don't recommend. And if I'm not going to recommend them, then there's no point in me talking about them. And uh, you guys can make up your own mind on whether or not you like the stuff that I recommend. If you like the stuff that I recommend, then I will, you know, keep that in mind when I recommend stuff in the future. Just that. Um, going on to anime. And we have a shit ton of stuff to cover because this is a shit ton of list. Listeners, we've been going through anime like it's gone, like it's going out of fucking style. And it's because one, there's nothing to watch. <laughs> outside of outside of it so there's no other stories to go through and we're just kind of like all right well i guess i'll just try and uh try and try and see if i could find something on, on anime so we've just been going down the list of like miles has has shit tons of stuff in his own list i have shit tons of stuff in my own list i have 33 titles in my own list and that's not our watch list <laughs> so i have a lot of stuff to 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 just talk about and cover there's a few in here that i don't recommend fully uh, and the reason, and the reason I'm going to keep those in the list is because I just need to tell you why. And, um, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things of like, I, I need to tell you why and hope that you don't hope that you don't watch it as well. And don't, so long as you have the same sensibilities as me, you don't watch it as well. Does that make sense? So, uh, I'm going to start out at the top of the list. This is an old one listeners. And I realize it's really old, but I just recently watched it. Miles recommended it to me and said that it was a pretty decent watch. And it was. But it was a uh, Rosario, Rosario Vampire, and uh, yeah. <laughs> the only thing I can think of is oh, <laughs> oh Skuna, oh Mo- oh Mocha, <laughs> like that. That's the note that I have in here on this. It was like it is, it is the epitome of the lovers that oh so and so, oh so and so, like that is it, and they do this over and over and yeah. over again in most the, of the time in, in the anime funny, it's but... yeah but here's the thing it yeah it's gonna <laughs> say most of the time it is funny but it does get annoying of it at some points um but it's it's done out of humor and it's it's a very good it's a very good anime the only thing i can say is that the only the and i'm and it's i don't want to spoil it but i prefer Okay, out of out of the, the 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 vampire stuff, you'll come across this very quickly. I prefer the I prefer the uh, the the white haired vampire, one hundred percent, a thousand percent more. <laughs> she's hot. She's mature. She doesn't she 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 doesn't take shit from anybody. It's been yeah, a while, I but like, I'm pretty sure I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah I like that. Um, it's just, it's it's just her doppelganger. That's the yeah. the other version of her. Um. What, what I would consider the real version of her. Uh, Mocha's the fake one. She's the, she's the, 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 the pink haired one that uh, is basically the avatar <laughs> for the vampire as I, as I would consider it. Um, like it's, it's, it's kind of funny. Cause I mean, you go through the entire series and they've developed this relationship and stuff and you, you see all the stuff they go through and you're supposed to, there's a point where you're supposed to feel bad. And at the same time, like, dude, you like, this is a win. I don't know what you're complaining about. This is a win for you. Come on. <laughs> like that, that's where I was at. Uh, at one point I was like, come on, man, this is, this is good. 
you're 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 solid. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a good one. If you're worried about lewdness, it's not too lewd. I mean, it's rated it's rated TVMA for some lewdness, but it's not. I mean, it's not overboard. They don't show any like in my opinion, they don't show real like any real nudity. Um, right. It just covers more mature topics. I think is the main the main reason why it has the rating it does. Uh, that and I think uh, yeah, Crunchyroll's a bunch of pussies. So, um, <clears throat> but the next one is uh, Kaguya Sama, Love is War, The First Kiss That Never Ends. I found out, Miles, that this is actually a movie that's been split up. Oh, yeah. That covered, yeah, the the one that, that covers uh, the aftermath of their kiss that we watched. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I I don't know why Crunchyroll split it up. It's kind of fucking weird because it's it works just fine as a movie. It probably would have worked worked out better as a movie. I don't think they added anything to it. But other than opening credits and ending credits to make the episodes longer. Uh but yeah, it's you know, it was it was fine. It wasn't I I, I don't know. I felt like it was kind of one of those things of like you guys are harping on this too long. Like it's it's still funny. And it's still entertaining to watch, but I felt like it was just kind of like, you guys didn't really need to cover this. It was a kiss. Yeah. She used tongue for their first kiss, but I think that's fine. <laughs> um, I've, I've had first kisses with, with people that have been just, all right, well, we're just, we're just, we're going to go to the bed like right now. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's not like, it's not like it's one of those things where you're just like, all right, well, uh, this is the end of the world. But I mean, they're in high school, so I guess it's one of those things where it's a little more serious. Uh, not not serious in the fact of like what they did. Uh, it's more serious to them as characters, so it makes a little more sense, I guess. Especially when she's given a hard time by the maid. Your first kiss was with tongue. It was fucking funny. Um, you practically you practically had sex. Sex. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's basically basically what it was. That was almost the the entire gist of it. Was you basically just had sex. Um. The next up is uh, in in I, I'm in love with the villainous listeners. I am rarely into anything that's uh. What's the uh, what's the the lesbian um. Category for for anime. I can't remember. Yuri. Yuri. Uh, I'm really into Yuri uh, anime rare. I fucking loved this show. <laughs> I could not stop watching it from the moment I started. I was like, this is amazing. And it's because it's so goddamn funny. <laughs> I mean, you, so you have a, you have a main character who's isekai into the Atome game that she's been obsessed with for, you know, a good portion of her life. And she was a, you know, she basically was an office worker who worked herself. She kind of worked herself to death and ended up uh, in this world because she was playing the game at the time when she died. Uh, she was going through this, this, this uh, Tomei game and she's, she's only replayed it like a dozen times because she's in love with the villainous, not the protagonist. <laughs> and she loves seeing anything with the villain and uh, she ends up in the world with her and it's really, it's really entertaining because there's a point in time where you're just like, okay, they, they're one's trying to bully the other, but the person who's being bullied is enjoying every fucking second of it. So you don't know who's actually bullying who <laughs> at some point. Uh, I mean, when, when, when you had the villainess step on her hand and she looks up at her and says harder, 
I died. I I fell over laughing because she goes, what? She goes, step on me harder. <laughs> I was losing my shit. Uh, I mean, and this this was in the within the first episode. So uh, the rest of it's just really funny. I will agree with Miles on the fact that the magic is fucked off. Oh, it's lame as shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, At least the vast majority of it is. Yeah, it's it's really, really just kind of, it's, I don't know, it, it just comes across as like, this is useless. <laughs> this isn't useful at all. Like, what you've done is, is not good. Um, But the, uh, the end, you know, the, by the time you can, you get to the end, it's, it's a really, you know, it's a really good show. It's really funny. It has uh, some interesting twists and turns. They have a good uh, extra villainous that shows up to kind of wreck, sh- you know, wreck shit. And, uh, you know, you find out her reasoning behind it, which is actually done really well. Um, so yeah, I, I highly recommend, uh, uh, I'm in love with the villainous. It was very funny. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's one of the few Yuri's I would actually really suggest going through, um, another one, you know, miles, one, one that miles would definitely put, or, you know, say that he would recommend would be, uh, uh, dragon maid. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really funny for at least the majority of the first season. Okay. Uh, it's not one of the ones that I completed through. So it's, it's okay, one of those so. ones. If you, if you want something to, to, to laugh at for to laugh at a, a bit, then yeah. Okay. All right. I liked it. I finished it. Yeah. Thumbs up. It felt like it was kind of stalling out. <laughs> and that's why I kind of lost interest in it. Uh, it, it kind of stalled out in the middle of the second season and then uh, it picked back up again. Hmm. Um, I understand why other people would probably put it down, but I was far enough in. I was like, fuck <clears> it, I'll finish it. Another one that uh, Miles and I, I, we don't know. So listeners, I'm going to preface this with saying we don't know if we can recommend this or not. <laughs> because we got through three episodes and it was still, I don't know. And that is the the Dungeon of Black Company, and the reason why I'm bringing it up is because it is the the the, the epitome of I don't know anime. <laughs> when whenever I've I've heard it, it's it's so fucking weird. Yeah, uh, like is it good? I, yeah, like, it's I'm I'm being entertained, but I'm not being but, satisfied. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing is like, and I think I think the biggest problem is its protagonist is the protagonist isn't likable, like at all. He's, he's just not a likable person, but you enjoy watching the shit that he's going through and watching the crap that happens around him. Yeah. It's like watching fucking Wile E. Coyote, you know, yeah. go through and try to fucking, you know, get his, his, his meal. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. That's a, that's a great analogy for that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's one of those things like, I don't know if I could recommend this, but it's entertaining <laughs> so far. Yeah. So yeah. Um, the uh, next one up I have is uh, Laid Back Camp season two. Uh, I've watched through Laid Back Camp season one. I had to wait forever for the freaking for the fucking dub for this because I refused to watch the subtitles. In <laughs> uh, partly it was because the the so listeners the original when the subtitles was was launched originally they were it was super fast like it would basically they'd flash them up they flash what they were saying up on screen and then it would be gone like it wouldn't just stay there so you could read it. Um, so that was part of the reason. And eventually I was just like, you know, fuck it, I'm just going to wait for the, for the actual dub to show up, waited for the dub. They had it in Portuguese and every other fucking language other than English for the longest goddamn time. And I don't know why. Um, 
but it's worth it. I like I I think the season one is is fantastic. It actually does does a, a decent job of teaching you some camping, you know, some camping stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's uh it's a fun it's a fun family uh kind of uh watch. So it's not really it's not a it's not really an adventure. You're you're literally watching girls camping and you're getting to see the cool areas that they visit and stuff like that. So you're mostly along for the ride of like, this is a journey of uh, someone who's enjoying, you know, enjoying life and in some cases enjoying it in, on solo camping and in other cases they're enjoying it while camping with others. So uh, I recommend it for anybody who's looking for a good slice of life um, anime and, or if you just want to have something to watch with uh, the little ones or anything like that. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great watch for those. Uh, this, okay. So I have a, I have a, I have, I have a little, a little note here. It's the one I'm going to talk about is called girlfriend, girlfriend. Uh, this is a, this is a a harem simulator (laughs) simulator. This is flat out just a harem simulator. Uh, a guy who is been best friends with the girl that he's liked for a long time, finally gets the courage to essentially ask her to, to, to go out with him. Right. They go out with each other, and this is this is at the very beginning of the anime, listeners. They they go out with each other, and they've been out with each other for a while, and then he finds another girl who likes him too, and asks him out, and he doesn't know how to say no, apparently, because he's just he's so he's so automatically in love with her that he's just he's got to say yes, and asks literally asks his current girlfriend the girl that he has loved since being a child. If he can date the other girl too. And the craziest part about it is she fucking agrees. <laughs> um, rather than saying no, like I, you know, I can't do that because he gets them to meet and apparently she likes her a lot too. And apparently that's enough for her to accept her into a harem. And uh, this just continues. And uh, there it's, Listeners, I'm I know I'm putting a like I'm downplaying it. It's very funny for the first season. It's actually a very funny anime for the first season. Uh the second season it gets gets worn down pretty quickly and you start to get to the point where you're like, yeah, dude, there's a there's gotta be a limit. And uh speaking of limits, there's the 100 girls or girlfriends who really, 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 really love you. And uh this is fucking absurd. Like the, the, if girlfriend, girlfriend is a harem simulator, this is the simulator of, of absurdity of a person who literally has been turned down 100 times throughout their entire life when he's confessed his love to somebody else. And because of that, and because the God of love in their, in his world has made a mistake and has inadvertently made 300 women, this kid's soulmate, he is now going to be destined to have 100 girlfriends and if he does not have 100 girlfriends or does not accept them, they will die. Not him. The girl will die. And here's the worst part. If he accepts them and then rejects them, then they both will die. Which will then kill however many girlfriends he has afterwards. It is the most absurd bullshit I have ever heard. Yeah. And... It was funny to start with, but it gets very annoying very quickly because 
the main character, like everybody calls him that, that like a, a, basically a Chad. I'm like, dude, he is, he is not a Chad at all. He is the epitome of weak and hopeless when it comes to a main character. This person should not be allowed near women whatsoever <laughs> at all costs. Like I'm half surprised that the, that the, the manga or the, an, or the anime haven't had him end up with his own sister or mom at this point, because he's got to have 100 girlfriends and it doesn't matter in this, in this, uh, it's pretty evident that it doesn't matter in this. If the person has been married or is married based off of everything that I've read about it <laughs> or is human. Yeah, because I think uh, I think I told you like one of the ones is like the cat yeah. ends up becoming a fucking girlfriend, and it it causes her to turn into essentially a furry. Yeah, it's this is fucking absurd. Like, wh- how the how the fuck did this end up happening? <laughs> so. Yeah, I like listeners. I, if you like it, that's great. That then it is absolutely one hundred percent for you. If you don't, then you know it's 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 fucking done. Um, next up is Zom one hundred bucket list of the dead. I accidentally spoiled something for Josiah on this, so I apologize. Dick. Yep. <laughs> um, I I just assumed that you had watched it because you were saying yeah, that's a great one, and I was like okay. No, I. So what happened was I watched the first two episodes because that's all they had dubbed. Had dubbed, yeah. And then I put it back down and forgot to come back. Makes sense. Totally makes sense. Happens it happens to us all the time. Yeah, I was going to so, say, there's probably going to... You're probably going to remind me of at least five shows I need to go back to yeah. while we're going through this list. So, ZOM 100, Bucklist of the Dead. Anderson, you've watched this as well. Uh, Miles, I think you finished it, right? Yep. Um, listeners, I don't recommend this, and it's simply because of... Uh, a few, a handful of episodes and it, I will change my opinion if season two comes back and they change the dynamic of how the show runs and how the show works. And they go back to a checking stuff off your bucket list, traveling Tokyo or traveling fucking uh, Japan and just having a great time. If that during a zombie apocalypse, if that comes back as the main premise for the show, totally sold. Let's do this. I will put up with season one if to get, if, if that's what we get for season two. Um, but there's an episode in uh, see in season one that is, it's just a, it's not really just a detractor. It, it stops. Like it basically stops the progression of the show entirely to have a, have the care main character just yeah. revert back to being a zombie, a, a working zombie is basically it. And it, it's no, there's no point to it. Like it just, it felt completely pointless. It wasn't a growing moment. I felt like his growing moment was the moment he realized he didn't have to go to work. That was right. the growing moment for me of he realized he didn't have to go to work. And that was the most exciting night I'd ever seen that character. And it was freaking amazing. Like that moment in that, the moment that happened in the anime and he was like, all right, I don't have to go to work. And he jumped off the roof, landing on that seat, landing on the ceiling of the fucking bike, the, uh, the bike rack and slammed onto fucking zombies onto the ground and kept running. I was like, this is fucking awesome. I am on board. I was so on board after that. Yeah. Cause it's just, fuck this. It doesn't matter anymore. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it has an it has an episode that, that completely detracts and goes, all right, we're we're gonna we're gonna go off on this tangent for no reason. And it felt like just a waste of an episode. 
On top of that, it had a it had an entire episode dedicated to the backstories of the villains that show up later, and I didn't need to know their their motivations. I didn't. I could care less. Sorry, I couldn't. Sorry, I couldn't care less. I couldn't care less of what their motivations were, yeah. for why they were the way they were. So that was a that was another another derailment in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I, I I agree with that. Uh, I I still really enjoyed the the series. Um, aside from that, though, I yeah, mean, but that and that's the thing is like I, it's one of those things of like I I ended it ended the series uh, to me on a bad note, on on a kind of a, a lame note, uh, because of because of that, and because of the fact that in the last episode they wanted to really focus on the main villain of the series and show a lot of his backstory. I was like, I don't care at this point. I don't care. I just want to see more of what we had. I want to see the people get out of this. I want to see them get on the road again. Let's do this. Let's, let's have this happen. And uh, it was just one of those things where I was just kind of, all right, all right, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to fast forward. And if I'm having to fast forward through an enemy, I had to really think about this. Listeners. If I'm having to fast forward through an enemy, can I really recommend it? Uh, I don't know. For me, it came, for me, it came down to, it was, it was a, it was a four out of five. And went down to a three, you know, to a three out of five for me. So it's still enjoyable. It's still good. I just don't know if I'm, if I'm willing to, if, if it doesn't come back to the sense that it, or the sensibilities that it had when it started for the second season, I'm out. Does that make sense? So. Yeah. Just uh, say if you, uh, if you continue watching it, uh, you'll, you'll have a, a new favorite character about midway through. Awesome. Yeah. That's my favorite character. Hands down. Yep. Yeah. I would agree. I think I was enjoying it for the first, I don't know, four or five episodes, but when they It's probably episode five or six when they would I feel like the episode came caused the series to do a dead stop. And then it slowly started getting back and then it repeated that process near the end. Yeah. Yep. So I'm with Vargo on this one off, I can recommend it, and if they keep on this to keep on that kind of track, I'm going to be out for season two. Yeah. Miles, what's what's your recommendation? Do you recommend it? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, I always dig a, a good uh, zombie story. Um, I can I can overlook the uh, the slowdown and unnecessary uh, villain backstories. Um, you know, just for the sake of all the jokes that are that are in the uh, the series itself. Yeah, so it's I, it's comedic gold but, for for the most of it. But if it doesn't get a second season, I won't be heartbroken about it. Okay. All right. Well, uh, next up is one that Miles and I watched, and uh, I, I I enjoyed it. I I don't know if I I don't know if I'd enjoyed enough to absolutely need a second season of it. I think I'd be fine with it le- with it stopping where it's at. But um, love after world domination. Um, <laughs> it's so dumb. It's, it's so, so yeah. It's, dumb. it's that's the, that's the thing. It's so stupid, but it's funny. Yeah. It's imagine if the Red Power Ranger fell in love with Rita, and she was hot. <laughs> that's the only way I could describe it. Yeah. Um, it's not far off. I still think that there is an entire there is an entire conspiracy around that entire world <laughs> where the government is making money 
off of destroying the the properties and shit that it has <laughs> by employing the the bad guys to do what they do and having the heroes save them. So they're 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 scam they're they're scamming the public. Yeah. <clears throat> Double dipping both. Ends. Double dipping. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's very funny. Um, it was a it's an interesting premise. It's absurd as hell though. Yeah. Uh, just the uh, the entire idea of it. So you're gonna have to come up with basically your own your own reasoning for why this is even allowed or even taking place, but it's it's funny enough to to entertain you and I would say it's worth a watch in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, if you if you're looking for some some cheap, and I do mean cheap laughs. Yeah, yeah, totally worth throwing on. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> listeners. It might as well be slap you know slapstick at some points. So, <laughs> um, but. The uh, the next one is and I I so I gotta I gotta start out with this one listeners, so I hated this one. <laughs> I fucking hated this, and I will explain why in a second. Uh, I watched, I, I've I've watched up to episode I I I watched through five episodes of this, and I could not do it anymore. Uh, even though I think episode six hadn't been dubbed yet, I it, I just can't I can't go through it. It's Sasaki and Peeps, and <laughs> the one I told you not to watch. <laughs> the one he told, the one Miles told me, told me not to watch. And the only reason why I said ah, I'll give it a shot is because Miles was wrong twice about two of his recommendations. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna have to go through it and see if it's bad. And Miles didn't even get as far as I did. I guarantee you didn't because it's still being dubbed. So yeah. he he couldn't he couldn't continue. And I don't remember what it was that you said you didn't like. I don't remember but, either. I think I was just fucking bored, honestly, more than anything. Um, for me, listeners, I, I will watch some absurd shit. I watched Girl Girlfriend Girlfriend. I've I watched all of 100 Girlfriends. All of it. I watched it all. Holy fuck. This show was so bat shit insane i could not i my brain could not deal with it and listen we're, we're talking okay so a show imagine a show that's around a guy who's an everyday business person finds a bird and i'm going to describe this the way that i would describe it as a 10 year old and a fever dream because that's the way that this works out so a guy who's a businessman comes across a decides that he wants to get a pet and decides that he's going to go to a pet store. Oh, and he finds a bird. It's a bird that has stars on it. Oh, but it's not a normal bird. It's a it's a mage from another world. And it will it, it'll share its its magical abilities with him, but he has defeated Colby Beef. And then one day he decides that, oh, well, I, I'm going to go to the other world and uh, with the bird and I'm going to start trading in uh, merchandise there to make my own money. This isn't a new concept, but uh, and it was it was in another one about uh, someone trying to save up a 80,000 uh, or yeah, 80,000 gold in order to in order to, to retire. But this is a different one because he's going to go and he's going to try and set up a business to be a merchant and he's going to trade our world's goods into another world for gold that'll come back and it'll be worth more here in our world. So that's where, that's where that that's going to go. But, Oh, but that's not the only thing. One day when he's walking home, he sees a person being attacked and she's being attacked by a, by a man whose arm turns into a blade and he tries to kill her. 
And so in order to stop this, he decides that, oh, I got to use some of my magic. So he shoots an ice blade towards him and it goes through his chest. And then the girl uses her own powers to melt the water. And it turns out that she's a psychic and she thinks he's a psychic too. And she's now going to induct him into the psychic bureau and they're going to become cops and go after other psychics that are against, against the law. They're going to try and take down society. And I'm not done yet because the next thing he's going to come across is a magical girl who's digging in the trash for food, but he doesn't know that she's a magical girl yet because she hasn't shown her powers, but she floats up in the air and then disappears into a void. And this is literally how this story goes, listeners. This is how this fucking anime lays out. It is a fever dream from a 10-year-old. Yeah. It is Axe Cop, only without the humor of Axe Cop. It is absurd. And you're sitting there going like you, you will, if you don't, if you watch this and at no point in your brain, you go, what the fuck is this? This show is for you. 100%. It is absolutely 100% for you. If you do not ask that question at one, at any point in your time while watching it. But here's the thing. The other thing that's really weird is the fact that this guy's a middle, he's a middle-aged man and he is constantly surrounded the only, I'm sorry, the only women he comes in contact with are all severely below his age, for one, drastically below his age, and for the most part, all underaged, massively underaged. Like we're talking 10, 12 year olds. There's one 16 year old. Guess what she is? She's a cop. She's a 16 year old person that works at the bureau with him. And is his partner. Apparently that, that qualifies you to be able to hold a gun and to be a sergeant. Like what the fuck? So you're getting this really weird vibe of like, okay, are they going to go down this road? They don't. Thankfully the main character stays far away from that shit and goes, no, 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 no. This is fucking weird. I'm going to, I'm going to bamf out. But there's a actual point where the little girl that lives next door, a middle schooler, we're talking 12 years old at the most, asks him if he wants a massage. And I went, who the fuck wrote this, Biden? What is this, <laughs> Epstein Island? What the fuck is this? Like, how how did how does how does I don't understand how it has the high score that it has on Crunchyroll? Are, are you people high watching this? Because that's the only thing I can think of, is that you're all high, you're all smoking weed and doing drugs while watching this shit, and thinking, "Ooh, look at the pretty lights." Because the story is batshit; it makes no sense whatsoever. So. Yeah, and, and listeners, if you watch this and you like it, I will judge you, one hundred percent. I will absolutely judge you. I won't call. I won't call you a pedophile or something like that. That's fucking retarded. I mean, they're fake characters, but uh, I, I will one hundred percent judge you <laughs> because because you like something so fucking absurd. It's just unbelievable to me. Like I I sat there going, "What the fuck am I watching? What is this?" I even wrote that to Miles. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what the fuck is happening. He's now got, like, I was literally, there were moments where I was like, he's now got psychics. I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I wrote later, I'm like, I think I wrote, uh, you know, I was like, oh, of course it's a magical girl. Makes total sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, Total I was fucking laughing sense. because you were asking, what the fuck is this? I was like, you watch past where I stopped. I was like, you tell me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just, it was, it's, at that point, I was just like, I, uh, like, my threshold for stupidity and my threshold for complete retarded storytelling dropped off. Here's the thing, listeners. I really liked the main story where it was just him and the and the bird. The bird's a mage. They go to another world. I thought that was great. He's setting up oh, a yeah. business in another Overall world. Overall concept sets up, is fine. Yeah. <laughs> he sets up another business in another world. He sets up a second business in the other world. Is making making money for himself. Is actually bettering his own life in our world because of it. All of these things are good things. All good things. You know, gets involved in the the fact that he be, you know he basically is having to create trade with a nation that's going to war, uh, has to eventually get involved in that war. I thought I thought all of that was great, all of it. It's the it's the bullshit that he comes back to of psychics and fucking magical girls that I just could not let my brain get past, and it was I was losing my mind watching it. I could feel the the goo in my head seeping out of my ears. So I can't recommend that. I absolutely 100% can't. That If I could give it a zero stars, I would. Next up, I have the great Jahi will not be defeated. This is the, this is the anime equivalent of too long. Didn't read. <laughs> uh, it's too many episodes. And that's the only thing I can think I can, I can say it's, it's a good story. It's actually uh, an entertaining, an entertaining anime, but it's just too long. It's, it's too, too many episodes of nothing that could be condensed into making it about something. Does that make sense? Um, because there's a lot of episodes where there's just no character growth. And while I can understand there being one or two episodes like that, this thing is 24 episodes long. I, I, I want to say it's 24. It might be 21, but it's still too long. It's, it, sh- it could have been condensed down to 12 to 15 easily, easily. Especially for especially for the finale, I was like, "God damn, dude the the final like the the final conflict in it and all that stuff, yeah, easily easily condensed whole thing down to fifteen episodes. So, yeah, you'll you'll if listeners, if you're like me, you'll start skipping episodes and realizing you're not missing anything. <laughs> Which I actually did in that one. I actually started skipping episodes towards the end. I was like, "God, dude, this is just dragging on." Um, next up, I have uh chilling in my thirties after being fired from the demon King's army. Uh, miles and I went through this. We actually watched with the subtitles because they do not have dubs and it will not have dubs as no far choice. as we can. We had no choice. Uh, the Blu-ray was already re- released with no dubbing. So we were like, all right, well, I guess we're just going to have to watch it without English and, uh, or just watch the subtitles. And uh, it's a shame it doesn't have it doesn't have the dubbing because that that is 100% worth having the dubbing for. And I actually do want to see a second season. Um, It was really funny, really good. It's got a lot of great humor in it. Yeah. What would you say? Sorry. Heartwarming. Yeah, it's heartwarming. Um, Yeah, the whole the whole thing has I mean, it's got really good characters. It's got great character development. Yeah. I, I really didn't have anything bad to come away with it. I was like, this is really good. Other than the fact that it didn't have dubs. That was it. Didn't have any dubbing. So I don't know if that came, if that came about because of, uh, 
uh, a shortage of actors or when it, when it was coming out around when they were having the, uh, the actor strike, if that was, if that, if that had something to do with it might. Um, but it's worth watching. If you can, if you can put up the subtitles, it's absolutely 100% going through. It's usually licensing issues. Is it? Yeah. I, I, I honestly couldn't tell you what, what the, what the full reasoning was, but yeah, it was definitely weird. Cause I kept waiting for a dub and waiting for a dub and never happened. Um, but it's worth, it's worth having to put the work in and having to read it. And this is coming from somebody who's a, who's dyslexic and has a hard time <laughs> with that shit. So next up, I have management of a novice alchemist. This is on uh, high dive, not on Crunchyroll. Um, this was actually a good, uh, it was actually a, a good one. It, it has a little bit of uh, leanings towards uh, Yori, um, uh, like a Yori relationship, but um, it was fine. I enjoyed it. It was, it was, it was, uh, you know, heartwarming. It was, it's a good, it's a good slice of life slash uh, adventure story um, for a uh, person who had kind of a rough life and starts out in a bad, you know, kind of a bad situation ends up in a more ends up in an orphanage and uh, which you know, I started, I started out this, the, 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 the anime going, well, why, why the fuck didn't anybody like, I literally had the question of why didn't anybody at the, the business that her parents had started, take her in like why didn't why didn't somebody help her and that exp- that's that gets explained later so and it does make sense listeners it does make sense why nobody brought her in and no why nobody uh had her <clears throat> become their daughter or something like that but uh basically it's a it's a girl who ends up she ends up going to an orphanage she meets an alchemist she asks them Hey, would she be able to make money as an alchemist? Because she's really concerned about, you know, how she's going to have a livelihood. Because <clears throat> she's assuming that her parents' business is gone. That they they've that that because their her parents, you know, died, that she won't have anything to be able to actually make a make a living off of. So she wants to become. She wants to be able to come become something that can make her money and actually provide a good uh, living for her. So the woman says, yeah, if you work hard at it and you actually train for it, you can actually make a good living at it. So she does that. She goes out in the world and she ends up, you know, opening up her own shop in another town and becomes like the first alchemist the town's had in, you know, something like 50 years or something like that. And, uh, it's a really good story. It's a good story of like how she establishes businesses with traders, how she, I mean, there's a part where somebody actually is, is essentially on their deathbed. And she says, I can't do anything until you can promise payment, which makes complete sense when she explains the fact that if I have no promise of payment, the most I can do is provide minimal services that you can afford to make sure this person doesn't die, but I can't fix anything else. So it's up to you. You know, you can't essentially provide something just because it's out of the goodness of your heart and never get any compensation back, especially in a world that's built on the fact that you have to have compensation. You have to have, you have to have, you know, some form of profit, some form of money coming in in order to make a living. Right. And what she can do is provide something, but it's going to cost and it costs a lot to do what she has to do. It costs her money to do it. So if she's having to get the supplies and costs her money to do it, it's going to cost you money, right? Makes sense. It's the reason why we have medical bills today. <laughs> the difference is she doesn't overcharge people. <laughs> she's not She's not a hospital that's going to fuck you over six ways from Sunday. So 
but uh yeah in the end it's a it's a good story i i'd recommend going through that that's on high dive uh i'd recommend that one over a pharmacist in another world because yeah. a pharmacist in another world is kind of dry so <laughs> so fucking boring <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, Miles. Miles went through it. He asked me about it, and I was like, "Yeah, I was like, it's good. It's, it's just a little dry, and you have to kind of power through a little bit of it." But it's it's just about fucking sick people. Like I don't, I get yeah. enough of that in my fucking real life. Yeah, yeah. It's it's you're not wrong. It's literally it's literally him basically starting a business that can that can heal sick people, and it's it's almost verbatim about trying to keep that business going. And it's not, it's not really about anything else. It's not about like adventuring. It's not about collecting stuff in the alchemist show that I just talked about. She actually does go on adventures. She actually does help, uh, uh, the adventures guild a couple times. She goes to other towns to learn, uh, or to create trade and stuff like that. It's more of what you, you thought you would get from, from an, from, uh, a pharmacist in another world, but it's, it's, just better <laughs> in almost every way. So uh, next up, and this is one that uh, Miles can talk about as well, is uh, the robotic uh, sounding voices of uh, <laughs> the Demon Sword Master of Excalibur Academy. Miles and I have been going through this on High Dive listeners, and we have been waiting for the dub. But I got to say, the dub is really bad. It's so bad. It is like we we've listeners just so you know, we've switched over to the, to the Japanese just to hear it in the Japanese. It is a thousand times better in Japanese. Downsize. The subtitles are so goddamn fast that it's just not worth trying to watch. Like, yeah, that's, that's the only reason why we have to stick with the dub. So, uh, and I don't have a reading disability as far as I'm aware. (laughs) (laughs) As far as I know, I'm not dumb. Uh, yeah, it's <sighs> listeners. When I say it's really bad, it's the fact that like uh, the the main character literally at one point says that I'm going to use, and he does a pause, and he says, uh, "What was it? Uh, powerful sorcery. Powerful sorcery. That's what it was." He goes, "I'm going to use powerful sorcery," and it's read in the most un emotional voice I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Like it's read in front of a fan too. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> got so that like bad robotic warble to robotic it. A little bit. Warble to it a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's really bad. And I sat there going, what the fuck switched over to the Japanese fucking amazing. Yeah. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. And, and there's to, Vargo doesn't notice it as much as I do, but a lot of the characters are that badly, voiced it's just his is so fucking pronounced there's only a few characters in there that yeah i i don't have i don't notice it as much as miles does on the other characters but uh i think that's probably because the other characters don't have as much screen time yeah maybe so so they they'll say it and i'm just like all right (laughs) whatever it was it was it was to the point where i didn't know if it was bad voice acting or bad dialogue or both or both yeah um yeah, bad localization. Fucking, we don't know. Uh, it's, the concept is fun. Like, I'm still enjoying the show for the most part, but yeah, 
God yeah. damn, it could be so much better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if it was just acted. Acting. No. It's just I should throw in Patrick Stewart's acting <laughs> into the fucking podcast at that moment. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, like we said, listeners, it's enjoyable so far. We're enjoying the concept. We like the story. It actually has a hero that was betrayed in it. They show his betrayal in the show of of what happened to him, why he ended up turning you know, to the evil side, quote unquote. He's not really evil. That's the thing. That's that's the thing. He's not really evil. He he sees all humans as evil because of the way he was treated uh, in his own world thousands of years before this takes place. And that's you know, that's it. Like he's actually a he's actually a decent person. So we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. And uh, we'll, well, you know, when when the uh, when the dub's done and I think that's going to be in May, <laughs> goddamn fucking week to week. Uh that's going to be one we're going to, you know, we're going to finish up and we'll tell you guys what we're, what our final thoughts on it are. But um, next up, I have farming life in another world, <laughs> which I've already talked about the, uh, the manga listeners. It's, it's pretty much just like the manga. It just misses a whole bunch of stuff about his relationships with the girls in it and uh, having more kids and stuff like that. But I'm pretty sure I don't think they're going to get a second season. So you're pretty, I'm pretty sure you're safe with just watching the first season and getting the gist of it. It's a nice slice of life. Uh, show seeing his relationships with other people to get into it. Um, but yeah, it absolutely 100% takes a lot, uh, takes a couple episodes to get into it because it starts out very much him explaining every fucking thing he's doing. <laughs> yeah, and, I, uh... and it gets a, a bit, a bit absurd at some point for, to the point where you're just like, God damn, do I have to watch this? Yeah, I actually gave up on it uh, initially, and Fargo was like, No, it, it's actually good. It's just. Gotta give it a couple episodes. I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you get to episode three, that's when it stops. Yeah. <laughs> it stops being, oh, so I did this and then I did this and then I did that. And then you're like, fucking Christ, dude. <laughs> Come on. Because I think it's by episode three that uh, the vampire shows up or the, or the angel. I think it's one, it's one or the other. So, um, and next up, I have one that I need to make sure I give Josiah the disc for because it is a fucking amazing. <laughs> Listeners, you know I am not really into lewd shit, but goddamn, this had me rolling. I was laughing so hard I didn't care. Uh, it is called Interspecies Reviewers. And when it when I say it's lewd, it is, it's lewd. The only thing it's missing is the actual act of fucking. Uh but it will, yeah, they'll show you everything. And uh, <clears throat> I think, I think it only blocks out like just like, especially like there's an episode in there where it's, it's, it's intentionally blocking out the nipples and the vagina. And there is a special version of the episode in, in the, the special features I found out. Cause it was like, it's an alternate cut. I'm like alternate cut. Like, is it different? So I went and clicked on it. It's different in the fact that there's no, there's no blinding light on the, on the chick's nipples. That's it. No sunspots. Even though, huh? <laughs> no sunspots. No sunspots. Yeah. And what's funny is the sunspots in the original episode and the original version of it are actually intentional because it has to do with the actual episode. <laughs> uh, the the actual beings that you're talking or that they're talking to. <clears throat> so I was like, well, that actually, I I got to say, even though it adds more to the sh- to to the person, it takes away from the show <laughs> by not having them covered. Because that's one of the things that they complain about in their review is that they couldn't see shit. <laughs> They're like, I couldn't see anything. 
So, um, it's a very funny show. Uh, listeners, it literally is about a group of adventurers that go and when, when they're done with the day, they're not adventuring, they go and they go to the red light district. They, they leave the pub and go to the red light district. And then they write a review based off their sexual experiences and they post it in the pub in the tavern, which they get shit for it all the time from the maid there or the, the barmaid. And she is hysterical as well. Um, it's a very funny show. Uh, the, uh, the angel in it, it gets into a lot of different, uh, scenarios, especially the fact that angels in their, their world, they don't know this, but angels are, have both genders at all times. So, when they meet the angel, they're like, they're, they're basically addressing the angel as a guy because they think it's a guy and they go, yeah, I'm totally a guy. Cause basically they start going into the lewd shit that they get into. And the angel doesn't want them to know that he has both genders. Cause he's worried for his own safety. <laughs> he's like, I don't know if this is a good idea. <clears throat> so, uh, but the angel ends up getting, you know, getting put into, into, you know, weird spots with them because, they're essentially waiting for their halo to, uh, to heal. And once it heals, they'll be able to return back to heaven. And it makes a deal with these two idiots of, if you guys say, if you guys help me out and protect me, um, then I will, once my halo heals, I will take you up to heaven. And that's when they basically say that they can't wait to try the puss that's in heaven. And that's what made, makes the angel go, I'm not going to tell them that I have both genders because I don't know what will happen to me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's a it's a very funny show. And the the really funny part about it is the fact that like, you're sitting there going, oh, these guys are like, all they do is just go and have sex all the time. They don't actually, you know, the adventure stuff. They actually do adventure. They do go on adventures and they do take down monsters and stuff. And they're very good at it. Uh that's just not the only thing that they want to do and they want to spend their money the way they want to spend it. And that's it. So makes for very entertaining, uh, for a very entertaining show. Uh, next up is <laughs> campfire cooking in another world with my absurd skill. Listeners, this finally got a dub and I watched it without the dub to start with. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to, I'm getting tired of waiting for the dub. I'm just going to watch it. Cause, and it was really good. It was really good listeners. I was like, this is actually really, really entertaining, really funny. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's an absurd concept, but I, it, I mean, it's, it's fucking great. And, uh, I will say with, with one caveat, this is not really a spoiler, but kind of is the slime when it speaks, it sounds better in Japanese. <laughs> um, it sound it just sounds cuter in Japanese. Cause it, I think they, they genuinely either got a, a, somebody who can do a really cute voice or a child <laughs> to play the part. Um, but uh, basically a guy gets Isekai to another world with two other adventure or two, or is it two or three, three, it's three other, uh, school, uh, students, right? Uh, two, or is it two, two? Yeah. Sorry. It's two other students and they are the heroes of the land and they're going to be trained up. And then they come to him and they realize, Oh, we, we accidentally summoned a third person. Well, what's his, what's his, uh, <laughs> his special skill online grocery. That's it. That's it. That's his, his yeah. special skill is online grocery and it's everybody laughs and they're like, yeah, and that's exactly it. Everybody laughs at it. They're like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't think this is useful. So he basically asks, Hey, can I just go on my own and, and go out into the world and just live my life? 
Uh, and the king goes, yeah, I guess, you know, there's nothing else we can do. We can't send you back. So, uh, and these two have already vowed that they're going to help out the kingdom and, and, and save it. So we're going to let you go on and go on to your, you know, go on to your, do your own thing. So he goes out on his own. He gets a room in an inn and decides, all right, I don't know how online grocery works. I'm going to try it out. He's Amazon. He is literally Amazon. And that's in a world that does not have anything like that. And he can actually order anything he wants from his old world into, into this new one. It is amazing. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? Like that was the moment where I was like, this is going to be incredible. This is going to be amazing. I don't know what, I don't know what I've, what I've stepped into, but this is going to be a blast. Yeah. The whole thing is just awesome. It's just a fun, it's a fun adventure to watch somebody going through life figuring out the world around them and getting into these crazy scenarios because of who he becomes a familiar or who he becomes his familiar. And, uh, yeah, it's just a, a really, a really good story and, uh, a, a lot of fun. So, yeah, I hope they do another season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm okay if they don't, but I really, I really want to see what happens next. Right. So I think I'm the only person that watched this next one, but it's uh Vermeil Vermeil and Gold. It is on uh High Dive. It when you look at the cover, you're gonna go, this is gonna be lewd as fuck. <laughs> I'm not watching this. It is actually very good. Um granted, the the kid in it is he's I think he's underaged, but and is, is put in a lot of compromising situations. But it's, I mean, it's one of those things like he's underage in a world where you become an adult and like at the age of like 15 or 16 years old. Like, I'm like, I don't know. Like there, there, there's a point where I'm like, he's just, it's an anime character. It's a per, it's an, it's a fake person. (laughs) Am I really, am I going to get really upset about this? No. So it's, it's one of the, it's one of those things. It's the same thing I had to realize with Dragon Maid when I was like, you know what? Like these, these characters, they're, you know, the, sure they're 900 year old, you know, dragon, but she's like, she looks like she's 10, you know, that kind of thing. But at the same time, like, you know what? It's a fucking fake character. It's a fake show. It's not real. It's not hurting anybody. I I don't really care. <laughs> I don't care if it's for me. It's not if it's for me. It's not, you know, it's like that whole thing. Like, uh, the, I, I made like, I brought up the, the, the little girl next door for, uh, uh, Suzaki and peeps and, and peeps because it was so weird. Like she just asked him randomly if he wanted a massage. I made the Biden joke and the, the Epstein joke because it was funny. Uh, I don't really care if, if that's, if that's where the, the way the show wants to go, that's the way the show wants to go. If I don't want to watch it, I don't want to watch it. Right. The thing that was, that was driving me nuts throughout the entire show was the fact that it was so fucking absurd <laughs> in this case. It's kind of the same thing of he's a kid. He ends up uh, summoning a demon on accident because he wants a familiar and the demon is super hot. And she's a succubus. So she works off of, you know, taking his mana. Uh, But you find out it's actually a benefit for him uh, as well. So it's a good show. You end up, you end up enjoying it. It's a good, you know, it's a good uh, partner aspect between it. I'm sad that I don't think they'll ever make a season two. Uh, because it came out so long ago that I don't think that's ever going to be in the cards again, but 
it's worth the watch. Worth uh, worth the first season. Go check it out. It's on it's on high dive. It was good enough for me to buy on on physical media. So, uh, yeah, it's a good work. It's a good watch. <clears throat> Vermeil in gold. Uh, next up, I think I'm the only one in the group that's actually watched this one as well. Uh, why Ray Leona ended up at the Duke's ca- or the Duke's mansion. This was a really fucking just out of nowhere watch for me. I was sitting there going through my list. I'm like, all right, well, I put this in my list just in case it's something I actually want to get into because I really enjoyed uh, Violet Evergarden. So let's see where this one has heads. It looks like it's got a more serious tone. So we'll see what happens. Not super into Rome, uh, watching a lot of romances on uh, anime without the aspect of comedy to it. Um, this does have a little bit of comedy to it, but it's not necessarily a romance. It's got a lot of mystery to it and it's very good. Um, I started watching it and just did not put it down. I literally just blazed through it. I watched it until three o'clock in the morning, uh, to finish the, uh, the anime. And, uh, basically it starts out with a girl who is, she's on the rooftop of a school or not, or I don't know if it's her school, but she's on the rooftop of a building and she's walking around really concerned about whether or not she's going to get into the school, any of the schools that she's applied for because she wants to become, I believe a medical student. And she's really nervous and she hasn't gotten any word from one of them. She's sitting there going, I don't think I'm going to get in. I don't think I'm going to get into any of the schools I want. And she finally gets a notification of, Oh my gosh, I finally got into school. And then she promptly gets pushed off the roof by someone that was standing behind her. You have no idea who did it or who murdered her, murdered her, but you, she ends up being isekai into a world that's based off of a book series that she's read. The difference is, is that most of the time when that happens to a character or to a person in these animes, they end up in the character. That's the main protagonist of the book series, right? Or they end up as the villainess, right? That's, that's what I've seen most of the time. This one, she ends up in a, as a side in the body of a side character that's supposed to be murdered when they're young. And she's sitting there going, how the fuck? Like, she's basically wondering how she's going to get out of it, how she's going to get out of being murdered again at a young age. And she figures that out by blackmailing the Duke and essentially convincing her at the time fiance that she is actually madly in love with the Duke. The Duke is in love with her and that they're that he's planning on getting engaged with her. So the, the show goes, and it, it kind of takes off from there of like the different, the essentially the different scenarios she's, she's put into the fact of trying to still avoid death flags with uh, the character that was going to kill her and uh, her trying to figure out what happened to the original protagonist in the book that she can't one, get a hold of and or she can't one, get a hold of or find and hasn't shown up at all. So it's a good mystery. It's a good, you know, it's a good romance. I enjoyed it immensely. I enjoyed it so much that I had to show it to my family members who enjoyed it. Uh, so yeah, it was, it's a, it's a very good show. I recommend it to anybody who wants something that's entertaining to watch and has good thought put into it and good character development. So um, especially if you have a loved one that's, that's maybe wanting to get an anime too. 
Next up, I have the Saints Magic is... Uh, okay, I don't know if it's omnipotent or omnipotent, Miles. It's omnipotent. <laughs> but I always say omnipotent just because it's funnier. Um, so the uh, the Saints Magic is omnipotent is... It's Hallmark. <laughs> it's Hallmark in an anime. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's it's on the better end. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's it's, thank, it's thankfully not too cheese dick. It's actually entertaining. You end up really liking the main character, and uh, it's worth watching. It's worth watching just to see one the character growth that happens with her and the other people around her, and two uh, to see her in the situations where it involves the miasma that's uh, that's plaguing the land. So <clears throat> I recommend it. Uh, I'm sure I, I don't know if Miles does or not, but. Uh, the, the first season, uh, you, you told me the second season isn't really all that amazing. The second <laughs> like, season's not as good. Yeah. The second season's not as good. And the main reason is because it becomes very, very hallmark yeah. towards the end. And so I, I didn't bother uh, with the second season. I was, I was satisfied with essentially yeah. where it stopped the first season. That, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, it was good enough for me to recommend it to my mom because she likes hallmark movies and she loved it. So yeah, I, I, I imagine that was going to be the case. Yeah. Yeah. 100% was going to be the case. Uh, so next up is another one. Miles and I watched on high dive. It is called your boy Kong Bing about the three kingdoms. Yo. So this it's also dumb. This is a very stupid anime. And I actually questioned whether or not I wanted to watch it because, uh, it was dumb. <laughs> it was just dumb. And we so we were watching it and it was, it was funny and entertaining. I didn't really laugh a whole lot at the beginning. I think at the time when we started watching it, I was kind of feeling under, under the weather. So, uh, we ended up uh, dipping out that night and I came back and actually watched it during the day when I was feeling a lot better. And it was actually quite entertaining. I was like, okay, this is actually better than I thought it was. Uh, and I, cause I had originally written to miles. I'm like, I don't know if I go, if I'll be able to stick with it, but, uh, yeah, it turned out pretty to to be pretty good. We we went back and watched some more episodes. It gets it gets progressively better uh, as you go and as you're willing to invest in the world and the characters. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a fun watch. You just have to go in knowing it's in a completely absurd, absolutely absurd story. Yeah. Of, and I'm not talking like you know magical girls come out and psychics come out. That's that's just fucking ludicrous. This is just absurd of the fact that like you have a a, a a reverse isekai, basically, where a guy has, uh, you know, he's he's been brought into this world and he is uh, he is Kong Ming from the from the three kingdoms, <laughs> the three kingdoms. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he comes he comes he comes in and he starts using the strategies that the the sorry the, the strategies that he had come up with back then to apply to today in order to try and help a girl who is wanting to become a, not necessarily, not an idol, but just a pop, uh, a, a music star. Yeah. And it's because he hears her music and goes, you know, I believe in your music so much that it can change the world that I will help you actually achieve this goal and we will change the world together. Yeah. Uh, he sees the potential that he saw in, in, in the former rulers of, uh, the uh, of the three kingdoms that he was, you know, that he was involved with in uh, in China. I, it's China, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, in China, that he goes, 
I believed, I believed back then that these people could change the world for the better. I believe that you can change the world for the better. So I will help you. So, uh, once you get past the, the lunacy of that thought process, it is very entertaining and is actually pretty damn funny. Um, and wholesome (laughs) and wholesome. Yeah. And wholesome. So it's, uh, yeah, I think I, I find it very, uh, I found it very fulfilling in the fact that it was uh, thought a lot about the strategies that were ta- that would take place back in the three kingdoms and actually applied them pretty appropriately to today, even though in some <laughs> cases it's it's completely nonsense obscure. that it would ever work out this yeah. way and obscure. Very, very so. obscure. <clears throat> and who knew how, how many uh, Japanese people were fascinated were into the three, by, yeah, were the fascinated three by the three kingdoms. Yeah. What's funny? I, I can't remember what anime so I was watching about recently. The three kingdoms. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, you know what's really funny is I actually watched. Uh, I was watching a, uh, an anime. I can't remember what it was, but the guy brought up. You mean like the Three Kingdoms? And I lost my shit. I <laughs> lost it. It wasn't even meant to be a joke, and I lost my shit. I was dying laughing because of it. Yeah. <clears throat> Next up, I have a really wholesome show that's a little hard to watch because of the way the character gets treated at the, at the you know towards the beginning of the show, but. Uh, it's called the weakest tamer became or began a journey to pick up trash. And uh, it's about a little girl who gets, who gets ousted by her, her village and her family because she is born without, they, they rate everybody's ability with their, with their, their stars. Uh, however many stars they, they have at the time of uh, the, you know, the, the rating that they, they basically have to put their hand on a ball and it tells them how many, how many stars they have shit like that. So this little girl is born without stars. She has no rating whatsoever. And because of that, she's mistreated by the village and the village head is specifically who convinces her family that the town has been plagued and will be plagued by a, by a terrible calamity if she's allowed to even live in the community and her father kicks her out, her, her family turn like turns their back on on her. And I sat there just like, I was raging at this point listeners because the simple fact, God damn, I am losing my voice so fast. It's retarded. Sorry. So the fact that her family turns her back on her, like I, the fact that if she doesn't have stars is enough for you to turn your back on your child. Like that thought process alone had me raging at the TV. I'm like, I'm sitting there going, you've got to be fucking kidding me that this is how you treat somebody. And she's treated so badly that she ends up having to leave when the only person that showed her any love and kindness is, uh, dies is passes away. After that, she ends up having to leave. Uh, and when she leaves the village head continues to blame her for their problems Never mind the fact that he's brought them all on himself, like all, all on himself. He's he shouldn't be the village head, in other words. He's a fucking idiot. Uh and actually goes so far as to hire uh mercenaries to to capture or kill her. And uh yeah, so it's the the rest of the show is about her basically going from town to town living a life of uh fear and anxiety of worrying that somebody's going to try and hurt her. So she has to play like she's a boy in town. Uh, she has to 
she catches rats and, and rabbits and stuff like that out in nature to gather meat to sell to vendors to, to be able to make money. Uh, but in the meantime, she comes across a slime that she laid down with and was, was around because she thought the slime was dying. And normally the slime would be, but for some reason it didn't after she named it. And because of that, she's, she's now got a slime as a, as a familiar and the slime has a unique ability as they go on. And I'm not going to say what the unique ability is, but as they go on, the slime is able to, uh, do saying, do things that slime should not be allowed to do. And, uh, throughout the, the course of the, the story so far. And it's been nice because they've been dubbing it while they've been, uh, while they've been releasing it. So, uh, every episode's new and every episode has a, has a dub for it, but they, they actually go through and show like, she's actually having interactions with other people who are kind to her and show her kindness and, and are good. And I, she got to a point where she was at a village where I'm like, she should just stay here. Just fucking stay here. There's tons of people who love you stay here. And, uh, but because of a, a really absurd, in my opinion, an absurd, uh, promise that she made, she continues on and is trying to get to the Capitol. Um, I'm hoping something will come about with, uh, with her actually saving her village or, or something like that, uh, because of it. But in, in the, uh, you know, in the current story right now, it's just kind of week to week and you're just kind of going along for the, for the ride. So, uh, I've really enjoyed it. But again, you're going to have some frustration watching somebody being mistreated for, for an episode or two. Uh, next up, I have The Demon Girl Next Door. This is on High Dive. It's got two seasons already. Um, it's a bit of a Yuri, but it's, it's a good one. I enjoyed it. Uh, it's, most, in my opinion, mostly about friendship. Not, not so much the, the, the love aspects of it, but... It's about a girl who is, who essentially has, has a, a, a curse that's been put over her family of, they can't make money. They can't make enough money beyond a certain amount every month because they were cursed many years ago by a magical girl. And I know that sounds absurd, but it's a world with magical girls and demons. So it's completely fine. Uh, there are no psychics involved. <laughs> <clears throat> But uh, she she ends up having a dream one night and it connects her with her ancestor. And because of that, she's able to finally awaken her her actual ability after I think it's like a hundred years of, of their family being cursed or something like that. And because of that, she's the only hope her family has of, of releasing the curse and stopping it. But this requires her to defeat a magical girl. And uh, the magical girl that she has to fight is ludicrously overpowered and has no desire to fight her. <laughs> And, uh, she can, she, she basically ha finds out that she's completely weak sauce and, uh, she can't get any, any more strength. She's literally not able to, not allowed to gain strength in, in the world. So she's just going to be weak sauce her entire fucking life. <laughs> uh, but it's a funny story and it involves a lot of, it involves, you know, having good friends and good friendships and how those develop, even from people who you would, or you would normally, or would normally perceive each other as enemies. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a cute one. I enjoyed it. Next I have reincarnated as a sword. 
Miles, you can participate in this one. Yeah. That's a fucking great goddamn show. Uh, I yeah. really can't wait for another season. Yeah, I literally put a note in here in here saying this is the shit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's rare that I come across uh, an anime that I'm like, yes, I absolutely fucking want more of this. You know, yeah. it's like One Punch Man, Goblin Slayer, and you know, reincarnated as a sword. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it is fantastic. Uh, the the relationship between the sword and his essentially his owner wielder. Uh, yeah. wielder is just awesome. It's, it's like watching a father and daughter and uh, he, you know, he, cause he, he listeners, he's been reincarnated literally from our world into a sword. He's a person that's in his, uh, I, I would guess around his middle ages around, you know, th- you know, late thirties. Uh, and he's now in, in a, in the form of a sword that is a sentient being. And he can communicate with people. He can talk to them, you know, through uh, telepathy. But uh, he comes stupid, fucking powerful. <laughs> yeah, stupid, powerful. God damn. Uh, it's not until he gets, you know, stuck in the ground and can't move that he finds out that he actually needs a wielder. And uh, he comes across a girl who is a who is a slave, uh, has been mistreated her entire life, and she has been wishing for more power. And to become more powerful and to be able to actually level up. And uh, they they end up, you know, she ends up pulling him pulling him from the uh, the ground, and uh, they go on a you know an incredible journey together. And it's really really good. It's heartwarming. It's it's got all it ticks all the boxes, ticks all the boxes. Heartwarming adventure, action. you know, action. <laughs> it is awesome on every level. And I was sitting there going, yeah, I can, I cannot wait for a season two. I'm really hoping that's in the works. But, uh, in the meantime, you got the, the manga and I think the light novels, if that, if that's not good enough for you. So, uh, yeah. Uh, next up one that Josiah can finally participate in. Yay. Free run <laughs> beyond journeys. End. also known as also the known journey as- of the autistic <laughs> elf. Yep. The autistic elf, uh, listeners from my part, I cannot recommend this. And it is because it's so fucking boring and it's not like, I don't, it's not like, I don't like the characters. I just, it's not compelling enough for me to go. Yeah. It's not, I have to have a yeah, it's it's yeah. just it's not a fast show. It's got slow buildup. It's got the slowest fucking character on the planet. When realizing that they that they yeah, I should have loved this person, and and I, now they're not here, and I have to live life without them, and I have to figure out how life works because of this. Like it is absolutely infuriating to go through if you are looking for something that is fast paced and you're looking for something that's an adventure, because it's not. It is the stop drop and watch like it, it's the yeah. i want to sit down near a creek bed show and i will watch it for hours except for when they're fighting stuff and then the fights are really good the fights is, are good yeah which is what keeps me going through the show because <clears throat> every once in a while they'll do like three or four episodes where nothing happens and then they'll do two episodes of, it, it's like dragon ball yeah, only in reverse. I, yeah, I'm realizing this now. Yeah, it's, it's 
very much like Dragon Ball, except it's like they're, they're the different. I would say the difference is that every single fight, there's progress, yeah. which is very different from Dragon Ball, because Dragon Ball has several fights where it is episode upon episode of fighting. There nothing nothing fucking happens. Yeah, Whereas in this. Yeah, we're in this. It's just it's actual progress. Even when they're fighting, it's actual progress. So I will give it that of the fact that it's it's not boring when it's actually has action going on. And the thing that there is reason the real story is the reason why I find it so boring is because you have a character that is absolutely insanely overpowered, incredibly overpowered, and they're walking through life as if it is the most dull existence on the planet, and that is. There's level like there's certain things in 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 so imagine one punch man only one punch man is the only character that has has power and that's basically free run like cuz even everybody else's power is fucking mediocre and I know that if you compared Saitama to everybody else they'd be mediocre but at least shit happens <laughs> at least there's fights every episode at least you know and it's not just like it's not just Saitama that's fighting you get all this shit all this other crazy fucking action until he fucking shows up and just wipes out the competition in one go. That's, that's the difference. Whereas in this it's, you're watching emotionless Saitama go through a world where he doesn't want to be there or seemingly doesn't want to be there. It's just out for his next book. (laughs) That's it. I, I want a new, I want a new spell. That's it. Yeah. I just thought it was funny. You know, the, the realization of, oh, shit. Ah, he loved me. And he's been dead for 50 and he's years. Been dead, and I yeah. can't really that's, do anything that's, about it. That's the thing is like you're you're watching literally somebody who has no concept of their even their own emotions. Yeah. And I mean, as the show goes on, you get. It's, it's explained at least. Yeah. yeah I will you, say it is explained. You get a very good explanation as to why that is. But. Yeah, the show takes a while to get anywhere, but for me, when it does get there, it's worth it. Yeah, that's the, the only, that's the only reason it. why I can't recommend it. I can't recommend it to anyone who's... I really can't recommend it to anybody who's like me. Whereas listeners, I'm still going through it, and I will go through it. I'll finish it out, because I've I started it, and I've watched it, with one, I've watched it week to week with Miles. So I'll be, yeah, I'll, I'll finish it. It's... It's worth yes. watching, especially if you're watching, if you're watching with other people, it is 100% worth watching with other people when I because you, you get the, a, you get to bounce off other, other reactions and get other people's opinions. Right. And when I gave so. you the, the recommendation, I think it was episode five. So there had been three episodes of buildup and then two episodes. Straight nothing, of nothing happened until episode nine or sorry. No, episode eight, episode eight, something finally happened. And I sat there and I said, dude, you needed to preface. I told him you need to preface this with nothing will happen for eight episodes <laughs> for eight episodes. Nothing will happen. And then something will happen and you'll be like, okay, this is cool. So there, there is. And like, and that, that includes the, the, the shitty fight that there was in there of using practical magic to beat a fucking demon uh, that thought he was tough shit and had the, the, the killing curse spell. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the weakest sauce on the planet. I was like, dude, this guy's about to get his shit pushed in and has no fucking clue. I actually felt bad for the guy. <laughs> I felt terrible about that. I was like, oh, you think you're special. 
you don't you don't know that everybody in this world has been using your curse since the day they figured it out and all of their defense magic is based off of you you're a dumbass you are host it'd be like It'd be like unthawing the guy that, you know, discovered gunpowder. Yeah. And you hit him with a fucking rail fucking gun. Rail gun. <laughs> oh, you got, you got a pistol? Yeah, that's, that's, that's oh, cute. dude, that's, that's a, that's a cute one. Let me show you this. <laughs> yeah, it's, this it's, is, this is what you made, but 10 times better. Yeah, it's, it's basically that, but, uh. Yeah, it's it's a fun show, and it's uh, like I I should say it's a fun show with other people. And when you have other people's reactions, like I like right now, what we're having, like listeners, that's what you're going for. Is even if you don't, you're not fully. I shouldn't say fully enjoying because actually, it's it's a it's a three out of five for me. So that doesn't mean it's bad. It it's a good show. Um, it's worth in that case, if three out of five, it's worth the watch, right? Yeah. If it was if it was a two point five, then it's meh. <laughs> it's, three's it's a three's laid good. Back show. Yeah. It's but it's it's a laid back show. You have to go in knowing that you're not going to get anything in the show until about episode eight, which is when they come in contact with actual demons, and the demons that run the demon king or the demon kingdom. At that time, that's when things really kick off, and you get a really cool set of episodes of actual fighting. Uh, you get to see what uh, Freerun's. Uh, apprentice is actually capable of and you actually at that point you you actually get to understand why freerun is looked to so she she's looked at like she doesn't have a whole lot of mana like she's not this overpowered beast that she really is and you finally understand it when you realize what her her entire premise of life has been and how she she masks her abilities from everyone around her. This is another reason why I made the Dragon Ball yeah. comment. She's hiding her power level. Yeah, and that's exactly it. And then, then you get the moment of holy shit, she's over nine thousand, <laughs> <laughs> and it is absolutely daunting how powerful she actually is. And it should be considered daunting how powerful she is because, in my opinion, she's literally the most powerful mage in the entire world. Um, I think that. I think that the the one they've the not to give away spoilers, but listeners, the one that they've come across now that's the other elf that sits on the throne, I think she's gonna be weak sauce. I think in comparison, she is gonna be massively weak. And that's just my thought process. I think that this person has been living on that fucking throne for far too long as this over knowledgeable piece of shit that literally can't hold a candle. At least that's my hope because I would love to see Freerun go toe to toe with that bitch. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. So <clears throat> anyways, uh, yeah, it's, it's got, a, you know, it's got a lot of moments where you're, you, you, you look at characters and you say that's your, they're childish. They are. And it's because they're really young. You just don't really realize it because they're, they're ch- essentially children being put in adult situations. And when I say adult situations, they're they're literally having to fight for their lives in some cases. So when you have two characters that are bickering at each other or two characters that constantly argue with each other, it can get kind of on your nerves because as an adult, you're sitting there going, just, you know, fucking grow up. But at the same time, you have to realize they're being their characters are being written as a young character. They're supposed to be this way. They're supposed to be kind of childish. So uh it's hard <laughs> it's hard to grow up in a world like that. So uh yeah. 
it's, but it's, you know, it's worth the watch. And I think that, you know, I think the guys would absolutely one, you know, 100% agree. I think the guys would probably rate it higher than I would just to let you guys know, uh, listeners it's, but, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's worth can, watching with other people. If we got to put numbers to it, I'm giving it a four. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm, we've talked about this many times. I'm a lot more willing to slog through something if it pays off. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Totally. Yeah. Totally like, makes sense. I, I will put up with probably 10 episodes of going nowhere. Whereas you'll start fast forwarding after the first episode of nothing. <laughs> if here's the thing, if I, if I, if I feel like a pro a show is not making progress, I will 100% fast forward. If I feel like a show is just wasting my time, which is how I felt like at the beginning of free run, uh, not knowing what I know now, I would have, I would have stopped. I would have, if, if it weren't for miles still going through the show, I would have absolutely stopped. Yeah. And, uh, in some cases I'm absolutely grateful that he, that he kind of kept me going on it because it was worth it. The payoff is absolutely worth it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's got a beautiful art style and for 90% of the time, it's really wonderfully animated. You know? Yeah. And, and I, I, I love that uh, free runs kind of lewd. Yeah. Uh, in, in her, yeah. in her sense of humor and sensibilities. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, listeners, I'm not talking about what they show in show on screen is lewd. It's just the way she talks sometimes. She's, it's she, pretty, she's got a dirty mind. <laughs> yeah. She's got a dirty mind. It's funny. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it, but yeah, it's worth watching listeners. It's worth, it's worth the go. Even though I say three out of five, it's still worth the go. There's plenty of shows that I've rated that are three to five, three out of five that I, that I've recommended. So um, you know, speaking of, I'm going to, I'm going to jump ahead really quick because speaking of shows that are very much like dragon ball and how they stretch things out a little bit, uh, solo leveling, solo leveling is 100% like that. But again, it's very different on the fact that it's actually making progress every single time <laughs> and quickly now <laughs> and quickly now. Um, what episode are we up to on that now? I think five. I think no, so. we're up. I think it was six was the last one I watched. Let me check. I think we, I think they just had five. But anyways, uh, while you look that up listeners, the, the fact is, is that at first it gets very much of like, why the fuck is everybody losing? Like I felt the same way with free run of like, why is everybody losing their shit over the show? It's, it's just okay. And solo leveling it made 100% sense by the time I was done with the first episode. I was like, holy shit. Like this show goes hard fast. Yeah. That was and, brutal. And yeah, it's almost, almost on levels, almost on the levels of Goblin Slayer. The sixth episode is dubbed. The sixth episode is dubbed as of today. Is it? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> I was wrong. Yeah. So it's, it goes hard fast. Much like Goblin Slayer, but not quite on the same level. But it's just like, yep, you're gonna. We're, I'm gonna kick you in the teeth. <laughs> you're <Yeah>. gonna feel it. <laughs> not gonna hold any but punches. <laughs> yeah, not gonna hold anything back. Uh, but yeah, listeners, that show is awesome. I yeah, I 100% recommend it right now. It's still airing, but I I still say like that for me was an instant five. This is a five out of five so far. So long as they keep on this kind of level of. We're going to continue to show you great animation and great, you know, a great story concept. Yep. Right up there. I'm like, okay, yeah, let's do this. Especially the, after the last episode where he's, you know, 
<laughs> yeah, don't give it away. <laughs> don't want to give it away. But goddamn, I was like, all right, let's do this. Let's let's yeah. show it. Let's show it's this almost, whole thing. It's almost like the entire show changed. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. So listeners, in case you don't know what solo leveling is, it's about a character who is uh, in the regular world, the, the world, the modern world as it is, as you would think of it today, only they end up having a catastrophe that causes these uh, gates essentially to open to another world that allows monsters to p- come pouring through. And when this first happened, the military was at, was literally able to do nothing against it. And they explain why, thankfully, uh, even with all of our guns and technology, guns and everything like that, bullets, modern day weaponry would just bounce off of these things because they were magically protected. So they needed magical weapons, which did not exist in our world. Thankfully, heroes started arising and started coming into the into play and actually were able to fight back. This created an entire system of rating and ranking heroes from A or sorry, S from S class to I think it's is it F. is it E class? It's E. E class. Yeah. So uh you have this main character who's an E class. And he is the weakest E-class that has ever existed. And I'm yeah. not kidding when I say the weakest, because apparently this guy can't even, this guy can't, he can't even pick up a piece of paper without cutting himself. Apparently. He got hospitalized by a goblin. Yeah. Which is the weak, one of the weakest enemies they can fight. Um, so it's, it comes across as like, dude, this guy is just weak as shit. Why? You know, it's one of those things of like, when you hear about it and you're like in the real world, like, dude, just do you even lift bro? Yeah, it's basically. that it's it's that it's that fucking sad but you find out that it's part of it part of it has to do with the fact that since he's stuck at e-class he cannot improve himself at all he can't go beyond e so he's kind of stuck there no one's ever no no one's ever had the ability to level themselves in this world except for some people have had what they called a second awakening which basically gives them a second class type and gives them a new ranking so, and that, and that itself is exceedingly rare, but this E-class shows up and he says, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm still going to try and make money. I'm going to try and support my family by doing this. Never mind the fact that he could get just a regular, regular fucking job and probably be more successful in that than he would be in this world. He's still trying it because in, in one go, if he gets a good enough drop, he can actually make enough money to pay for his mother's hospitalization. Uh, who is hospitalized based off of uh, what they guess is a, I think a magic uh, overdose or something like that. Too much exposure to magic or to, to yeah, mana. It's magic cancer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're not wrong. It's, it's literally, it's literally <laughs> mana cancer. Um, when they were describing it, they're like, Oh, she has some <clears throat> unidentified disease. She spent too much time near a gate or something. And I was like, Oh, she got magic cancer. Yeah. Magic radiation poisoning. So, <clears throat> Yeah, he he he's basically decided that this is the way he's going to go. He goes into a dungeon that's supposed to be an E rank or a, sorry, a D rank dungeon, and that's it. He's going in with a lot of other people to make sure that he survives and to make sure that everyone else comes out okay. And a and, lot of them were very high rank. Like yeah, so they were base. I think they were like B's and C's. Yeah, and they were all just basically carrying him through. Yeah, because they even looked around and they're like, oh well, the healer. She's only here because she's friends with uh, the E class. Yeah. Otherwise, we wouldn't have such a good healer. And then the one dude's just like, "Oh, this is like my hobby. I carry lower cl- or uh, lower class 
yeah. people through dungeons. He, he and that's that's the thing. Like he he's not expecting large drops. His job is basically to call anything out that he sees. That's his that's his whole pers- his whole job is just to do that. And they basically see it as if he's showing up on the job, then they're all going to be safe because the, if he if he's coming along, then then it should be fine. Shit goes sideways real fucking quick when they decide to go further into the dungeon instead of stopping where they should have because they came across a door. So I'm going to, I'm going to leave it there because that literally is in the first episode. Uh, I highly recommend this one. I think it is fucking batshit. And the fact that, uh, the, the fact that it we're the fact that we're not getting drops of the sub and the dub at the same time is infuriating me <laughs> because the fights are fucking cool and but they take two episodes at least to finish <laughs> and they're on episode eight of subtitled of subtitled yeah so yeah it's really annoying watching how quick they're putting those out and they're like ah we'll get to the subtitles eventually yeah or the dub the dub um next up is uh, for for Miles and I, we've been watching this. It is the the wrong way to use healing magic, and that title alone had us going. Okay, I have to know. <laughs> I gotta know why. Uh, it's a good story. It, three students get isekai to a world to another world. One of them is extremely excited about it. <laughs> it is very all all in. Like she is geeking out over this stuff. The other one. Uh, he's he's there to 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 do what he needs to do, but he'd he'd like to get home. Uh, the third ends up with a ability that is that is sadly dreaded in the kingdom, for the simple fact of who his trainer will be, and if that trainer finds out who he is and what he can do, he's in for pretty much a world of hurt, and it's it's pretty evident <laughs> that that's the case. He has the ability to heal people. And as a healer, he is very valuable to a certain group within the kingdom. And it is understandable why, especially when you see the kind of training he's put through and the mentality that is involved with what his group has to provide on the battlefield. Uh, it makes you makes you really appreciate, and in all honesty, it does make you appreciate uh, you know medics more, in my opinion. Of yeah. these people are there to save your life; they're there to save your ass. And they're there to they're there to do it whether it's on the battlefield or not. So, it's yeah. it's a they're not it's a at pretty their cool best, premise. You can be at your worst. Yep. <laughs> uh so yeah, it's a, it's a good show. I I mean I can't I can't really say that like other than the the fact that yeah I recommend it. It's a it's entertaining. It's got a lot of entertaining concepts to it. It's got some good humor to it. Uh, I fucking love his 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 trainer, his master. Yeah, yeah, she's freaking hysterical. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, just just uh, like the the fact that she, you know, the fact that she heard everything, every insult he, he was yelling, yelling was fucking great. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a it's that's a that's a good one. I I highly recommend that one. Uh, that one's on Crunchyroll, by the way. So is a solo leveling. So is free run. In case you guys don't know. Um, next up, I have is the the Witch and the Beast. Um, this is on Crunchyroll. 
it is slowly getting dubbed, uh, but is also being slowly released. Um, I had to stop at one episode because I suddenly realized that every episode is basically two episodes. The every two episodes is basically a full episode um, because they have an opening act and then a closing act for each, for, for each one. So, um, and it's always centered around a specific, uh, usually a specific, witch <clears throat> that the two, that the two are going after. Um, I can't remember the, sorry, I'm listeners. I'm, I'm really feeling this cause I can't remember the names of the main characters, but I'm really bad with names regardless. So, <laughs> you know, whatever, uh, it's about a group or a two people who show up to each individual, each, each individual town that they go to has a witch involved and they're largely considered witch hunters, but in reality, they're basically investigators to find out if the witch in if the witch in in the town is responsible for anything or is trying to cause trouble. Not all witches are evil in this world, but many are are looked to as uh, troublemakers or possible uh, or possible threats, because the lands that are involved have had more encounters with evil witches than they've had with good. So. They investigate the area and find out, okay, is this person going to be a problem or, or are they already a problem? And they can usually get a good gauge right from the start, uh, almost immediately. If their instincts are saying to fucking kill this person and fight them, they're, they're spot on so far. So, um, the different cases that they come across are, it's not always, in some cases, it's not always a witch. So. It's been kind of varied. I've enjoyed it so far. The reason why it's called the witch and the beast is not because one of them is a witch. One of them is a beast. Uh, well, one of them is a beast, but <laughs> there's, there's a little, little convolution there, but the witch is the person who has cursed the person who is the beast in this case. And because of that curse, that person cannot be what they are in the real world at all times. And in order to use their abilities, they have to break temporary break temporarily break their curse in order to use their abilities. And you find out very quickly why this ability would be, would be walled off to a witch because it is somebody that every single witch should fear. So, uh, they haven't gotten too much into the backstory of this character. They haven't gotten too much in the backstory of what caused them to be uh, cursed or how how they were cursed. But uh, I have my own I have my own theories on it so far. But so far, it's a very good watch. I enjoy it uh, enough to to continue with it and see where it goes. And I would recommend anyone who wants to who wants something that's of the supernatural kind of feeling, but uh, you know a little different, a little bit of a different twist. To yeah, give it a shot. Uh, next up, I have a returner's magic should be special. This one, I gotta say, dude, this is one of the ones that kind of blew me away of a character that is from the future in their own world and gets sent back 13 years with all of the knowledge that they have for the next 13 of how things will play out and how things will go. And the only thing that they have to, that they can do is they can't give it away to everybody, but they have to basically manipulate pieces on the board, like a, like a chessboard, uh, to get certain 
characters into maneuver and in, in maneuvered into an area where they can become stronger in order to prevent what will come or to stop what will come faster. Uh, it's not an isekai. It's not a, it's not a, a reverse isekai. It is a, for me, it's a unique story because I have not experienced this in a fantasy setting at all of a character that's from a fantasy world that literally gets yeeted back in time into their own body with all of their power and all of their, and, uh, and all of their, their foresight of what will happen. And now they have to basically stop what will come. So it's a very, it's a very good story. I enjoy it immensely. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that they'll, I'm hoping they'll, they'll continue and I'm hoping they'll do another season because I'm looking forward to it. Miles, that's the, that's the one that we watch. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Okay. What would, what would you be? Would you recommend it or? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see. I like, it got a little, I don't know, chintzy kind of, uh, at some points, but ultimately it was like, all right, come on, let's, let's go. Like, I want to see how yeah. this plays out. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I hope they do make another, uh, season. So that way we can at least reach some sort of actual conclusion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would have to say, listeners, if I were to give it a rating, I'd give it a four out of five. So, yeah. Um, but it's it's absolutely worth the watch. It's worth, you know, I want to see a second season. I want to see where it goes. Uh, the Great Cleric. <laughs> I fucking hated this show. <laughs> and I enjoyed I, it for the most part. <laughs> I fucking hated it so much. So goddamn much I fucking hated it. Uh <laughs> And I, I, without giving any spoilers away, I can't really tell you why, listeners. I can only tell you that if I found out that the substance I was taking, which is already too much of a spoiler in, in reality. Just just put it this way. It, it, the protagonist can't get out of his own fucking way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, I absolutely understand and uh, agree with that. Uh, but I still enjoyed watching it, so fucking made himself fucking impotent. And, I don't, I don't and, need a second worried season about, though. <laughs> yeah. He's fucking made himself impotent and people are fucking worried about what girl he's going to end up with. It won't matter. He can't fucking do anything. So fucking infuriating. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Like the whole time, dude, the whole time during that was like, dude, go after the fucking bunny girl. Like she is fucking money. She totally likes you and you'd, you'd have an end. Because most most people like most people in their world look down on on beast people in, in in the in the show, dude. You you have a total like, hey, I really like you. I would like to date you kind of thing, and he's, you know, she's shown like affection towards him, and fucking nothing. Then you find out why later on, and you're like, oh my god, you're literally impotent. You have no sex drive. That's why you won't do anything. I was like, you fucking cucked yourself. You might as well just you might as well just fucking drop out. Sorry, I know listeners. I know that's a spoiler, but god damn it is infuriating to watch because he fucking keeps doing it. <laughs> Fuck you, you piece of shit. I was so dude. I was actually pointing at the screen and yelling. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> you. So next up, I have survive. I shall survive using potions. Uh, this is on Crunchyroll. It is 
it's a <laughs> it's a cute anime i don't know if i want to see a second uh, a second season because i don't really think it's i don't really see it going anywhere but it's a cute anime uh a a yeah eventually they start making up bullshit that she can do and creating different vests like she can create anything any potion and she can create any uh uh vessel that or uh va- or is it vessel or vessel vessel uh that any potion can fit into so she can create a you know she could create a boat that's made for potions if she wanted to that's made to actually house a potion in it <laughs> fill your she, uh, with health potions <laughs> yeah and, and that's and that's the thing like she she can do lots she can do basically create any container that can hold a potion so long as it's designed to hold a potion uh and they they go they take massive li- like <laughs> they take massive steps with like of logic of like yeah this can this totally holds a potion I'm like yeah okay all right this is fucking bullshit like there's there was a lot of this is bullshit for me <laughs> of this is this is just nonsense but basically the character's uh, isekai'd into another world she tells that the uh, she tells the the goddess of that world uh, of the new world that she wants to be able to make any potion she wants any potion she'd like and any container that can, that, that can hold it. And that's, that's the only thing she asked for literally. And she, Oh, she asked, she also asked for a more youthful body for herself. And unfortunately the goddess interpreted that as I'm going to put you into your more youthful body and puts her into her, her formerly like 21 year old figure. And she looks like a fucking child. And she's seen as a child by everybody. And this is why you always research making wishes on a monkey's paw. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she she's put into the world. She can make any potion. She can she can create all this stuff. She doesn't know that most of these potions she can make don't actually exist in that world, which is why the the goddess kind of hesitated when she said, "Oh, really." You want to be able to make any potion you want. And that was kind of like the cue of like, oh, we don't have all that of we don't have healing potions. We don't have the stuff that can instantly heal you. You don't have like we don't have stuff that can cure jock itch like shit like that, <laughs> which is a thing in this. <laughs> uh, and she's she's already OP at that point because of that. Uh, on top of that, she's able to create any container she wants, so she can basically just make anything she wants in the world that will, as long as it holds a potion, it could be, you know, a fucking statue if she wanted it to be, which happens. Um, <clears throat> you know, she she can make anything with, like, the finest china that doesn't exist in that world. Like, shit like that. So... It's it's one of those things where she she uses it to her benefit to be able to actually make uh, potions and eventually creates a shop. But this is way late in the game when that happens. Uh, For the most part, she's just kind of interacting with other people in the world and trying to avoid becoming uh, too well known or too well or too popular because she's had problems with that in other towns. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just it's just a fun story. She has a you know, the show has a guy who's a stalker who's an absolute piece of shit, but, uh, she's able to avoid that by essentially convincing him that, Oh no, whenever you've met me, it's my cut. I'm her sister, which is fucking bad shit, but it's funny. So, uh, yeah, if you're looking for something to watch, that's one to, that's one to throw on. It's not one I'd recommend listeners. It's just one you could throw on. (laughs) So if you're bored, go for it. 
Um, <clears throat> next up, we have Dragon Slayer uh, Season 2. Um, it went too fast. <laughs> it went by too fast. Uh, the season felt short, even though it wasn't. It was the same length as the first season. Um, and uh, I really, I really hope they don't hit Depression Town with uh with dragon or with a uh, goblin slayer because i i don't want to see the inner turmoil of goblin slayer uh i want to see him in all honesty i want to see him have a good and happy life in the end because he's had such a shit upbringing (laughs) or not really upbringing but such a shit life because of what happened to his family right and i mean like the fact that he had to witness his sister his sister being butchered and fucking i don't know raped to death as as far as i'm concerned uh is horrifying so i would like to see him have i would like to see him get his happy ending um i'd also like to see both moons turn red or both moons turn uh you know white so that there's no longer the uh the conflict between humans and and goblins anymore and just wipe those fuckers out but you know that's that's goblin genocide and uh, i support it one hundred percent. I see. Uh, what did you like? So, what, what did you guys think of season two? Did you, did you did you like it? Did you think it? You know, where do you think it's going to go? Or I'm looking uh, for some input. I I I was you know disappointed by the uh, the pace you know compared to the first one because uh, the first one was just so much more gritty and just brutal. And they toned well, that they, down. Yeah, they toned that down tremendously. One hundred percent. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, even even compared to the uh, the the movie episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. The for, the forty five minute episode disguised as a movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, so that that was that was disappointing, but it was still more Goblin Slayer, so I still really enjoyed it. You know. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. I. I. I too hope for a good ending, but I don't think we're gonna get it. <laughs> but yeah. I'm just shooting for the curb. Everything above it's gravy. Yeah, this doesn't really strike me as a series that's gonna have a happy ending. I feel like it's not. Gonna oh, have, I, yeah, I fully expect it to not. I feel like it's not gonna have a downer ending, but I'm not expecting anything happy beyond what either. you get. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I mean, I agree with what Miles said. I I was hoping for more fights and. I'm hoping for the harem. I'm just saying. Oh, that's. Eh. He's got three girls interested in him, man. <laughs> yeah, and he's gonna... retiring. Retiring the mountains where where goblins don't exist. Nah, he's gonna figure out <laughs> as he's dying. Oh, that, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, dude, that's good. Yeah, that's gonna be fucking depressing as shit. Fuck you, Josiah, for even bringing that up. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping for more fights, and it was you know, oh, we're gonna fuck around with the elves for what four yeah episodes? i thought that was gonna be more more to that too i, I like just seeing, oh. i felt like half the season yeah, yeah. i liked seeing yeah. more of the sword maiden the uh the the bishop or, or bishop can't can't remember no you, you said it right the sword maiden yeah. yeah that's her name yeah well she has a she has an actual rank as well and i can't remember what it was i, I want to say it's something like that though but it's uh high. i remember that much yeah, yeah. Um, you know, her, her character is intriguing. And so I was glad to see more of her, uh, in it. Um, but really that was about the biggest honest takeaway from, from season two. 
Yeah. I have a feeling that this is kind of a bridge season. I could see that, yeah. Like, it it wasn't filler because we actually moved the plot They made forward. progress. They actually did They actually did do character building through it, yeah. So, yeah, I, thinking about it now, this is probably going to be a bridge. I bet we get more in season three. Yeah, I got to tell you, though, I love that fucking elevator. That was badass. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like it. It was worth watching. I don't go into it expecting it to be season one, but yeah, season one. I don't think they'll ever get back the magic that was season one. What do you mean, Doom Guy put in another universe? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's basically what it is. Doom Guy put into another universe, and he he walks in on the scene of the fucking goblins raping the women from the former party, and he just goes, he just goes, I see, and fucking wrecks wrecks shop. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. Um. Even though I kind of want the uh, the wizard to die. The season, the wizard to die. At the Why? very beginning, <laughs> he annoyed the shit out of me. What? Oh yeah, the the trainee mm, wizard. The, that the, they the in oh okay, yeah, I, I got you. Oh. I, like at first, I thought like, you were I'm talking about you... the dwarf. I'm like, what the fuck? Dude, I was about to say, the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> you you betray you us. monster. <laughs> You if anybody in this group was pro-dwarf, it's me. Yeah. Well, that's why um, I was confused. That's why we were really confused. <laughs> like, I was no, like, I'm talking about what? that... Yeah, no, I got gotcha. you. trainee wizard at the beginning. That was annoying Yeah, he was annoying, and he, he, was, he was spiteful for no reason. Uh, I mean, <laughs> seemingly no reason at first. You're like, what the fuck is wrong with this kid? Um, I mean... I kind of wish they had given him a little more uh, reasoning behind why he was that way. But uh, as in like, you know, him, like him knowing why his, like who his essentially whose sister's savior was, but resenting him for not getting there sooner. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but listeners just keep that in mind when you're going to season two, you're not going to get season one. Uh, Next up, I have Death March and the Par- or Death March to a Parallel World Rhapsody. Miles and I watched this, listeners. I did not walk away satisfied. In fact, no. I walked away more irritated than than probably more irritated than I should have been. But at they the time, they don't do themselves any favor because they don't translate any of the shit uh, in in the the show itself, uh, and a lot of it yeah. feels kind of pertinent for you to know. And you're not let in on that information unless you probably go to like full on subtitle. Yeah. Um, listeners, uh, Anderson has to take off pretty soon, but uh, uh, we'll we'll yeah, we'll finish this up as quickly as we can. <laughs> yeah, we all have to go. Uh, I mean, we we might have to hold off on some of this stuff. Yeah, she's a archbishop. Oh, okay. Yeah. From Goblin Slayer. Yeah, so uh, Death March to Parallel uh, to to a Parallel World Rhapsody. I don't recommend it. It's you're going to be watching a dev try to play his own game. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the best that's I can exactly, explain. It. That's exactly what so, we came down so, to. Yeah. So he has he has no idea what the what the mechanics are. He has no idea what his own abilities are. He doesn't use his own own abilities until it's too late, and uh, refuses to level up his character. And level like he unlocks fucking skill points like nothing else and then gets skills as they come along and doesn't use them, doesn't unlock them, doesn't use them. It's really fucking infuriating. So it came down to like, yeah, it's, it's a dev playing his own game. Yep. He has it no idea how to play. It's funny to make fun of, though. So it's a good yeah. it's a good riff anime. It's a good riff one. Yep. Yep. 
yeah, I it's a good riff one. I just don't care. I don't care if there's a season seven or season two. Nah. To be honest. Nah. Um, it might be one of those ones where if they do a season two, I might watch it when we're bored. Right. <laughs> and we have nothing else on. Uh, Life of an ordinary guy who got reincarnated into a total fantasy not or into a total fantasy knockout. It's a long fucking title. I gave it three stars just because of the fact that it was at least somewhat entertaining. But I will tell you this right out, right out, listeners. I did not remember that I had watched this twice. It is that forgettable. It is the most forgettable anime I have ever seen. I could. Here's the thing. Beyond. What I remember, which is not much of, it's a guy who gets reincarnated with his best friend and he mistakenly asked to become a, a, a fantasy knockout, a, a girl in the next world. He's not a fantasy knockout for one. He's, he's a little petite, you know, nothing uh, with the ability to uh, essentially woo anyone into loving him and doing whatever he says. That's it. And that's all I remember. I remember, I, I remember an elf. There was an elf that was the butt of the joke for like four episodes as should be. And that's it. I don't remember. I, I listeners, I literally don't remember a whole lot of it. I just remember that it was, it's one of the, the most forgettable animes I've ever seen. And that's funny because you've listened to me talk, ch- talk about all these things. And I have very, very little notes to remind me of the plots for these. And I can remember them all. Yeah. <laughs> so that tells you it's not my memory. <laughs> it's just the fact that the, the anime is super forgettable. It's a three out of five because at least it's something to throw on and you won't be irritated or you won't get upset while you're watching it. Uh, the only thing I can think of uh, to tell you is that wherever they start from at the beginning of their relationship is exactly where they end at the, at the end of the show. They, they don't they don't make any character progress or any relationship progress with the two of them. Damn. So there's if you want to watch something that actually has a better character progression and better character progress and relationship progress, watch Sam. It's a movie from 2016. It's about a guy who's a womanizer who gets turned into a woman and falls in love with his best friend. It's a good movie, actually. I'm good. No, thanks. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's all I can say about that. The next one up, I have Fluffy Paradise. I give that a four out of five stars. It is super cute, and I really wish that it was dubbed, but it's not, so it's all subtitled. Uh, but a woman who gets uh, reincarnated into another world asks the god there to let her be friends with all fluffy characters. She just wants to be have a life where she can uh, be friends with animals and have a good time and be surrounded by fluff. That's literally it. That's why it's called Fluffy Paradise. So, uh, just know you're going to go in, you're going to have, you know, you, that, that's the premise of your show <laughs> of you're going to watch a person who just makes friends with the animals and has a, has a decent life and has a good existence. That's it. It's cute. But next up I have, uh, this one was recommended by miles and was the first one to fail. First recommendation recommendation ever had miles actually, fail on on me not liking it but i gave it three out of i gave it three stars out of five because out of respect for miles <laughs> had to had to um the aristocrats uh, otherworldly adventure serving mm-hmm. gods who go too far uh listeners as you know i have a problem where uh if a premise just seems too too out there 
and it's if it's too out there but not out there enough my brain turns on and in this case my brain turned on and it's the fact that this character is he he's isekai to another world and he has all this insane power right and he's 10 years old and he's constantly looked to like he's a fucking adult and it is annoying as shit to me that these people put all this pressure on a child I'm like, dude, he's a kid. Leave him the fuck alone. You know, you have a, you have this batshit crazy king who's constantly berating him and, and, and telling him, you can't do that. How could you do that? Like, like, dude, calm the fuck down. He did it and you didn't. That's it. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> it's worth it noting that it's, you know, a 30-year-old man inside a 10-year-old's body. Yeah, but he's still a 10-year-old boy. He's still a 10-year-old. Oh, yeah. no, and I'm, the kingdom's looking saying, to him like he's in his 30s. It's it's not <laughs> like he can't handle it. It's just it's weird for them to expect him to. It's just really weird. Yeah, it's weird to expect it from a child. It's weird to expect any of this from a child. You give him a mansion. It's a rundown piece of shit. He fixes it up, and that's absurd to these people. You guys gave him a shitty mansion. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you people? And then you're surprised when he fixes it. What? <laughs> what? What was he supposed to do? You're supposed to live in this d- dilapidated piece of shit hole because you did something good for the kingdom? No, that's not how this works. When somebody does something good for the kingdom and actually is making progress with the kingdom, you are supposed to reward them with something good, not something detrimental to their entire fucking health, <laughs> which would have been that house. It is infuriating, like I said. So I, I had a hard time watching through it. I enjoyed it when the demon showed up and became as familiar. That was funny as shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Prince of Darkness. Yeah. The Prince of, <laughs> Prince of fucking darkness shows up and everybody's just, Oh my gosh. And he's sitting there talking down to like, like who dares to, you know, summon the Prince of darkness. And then he sees him. He's like, I'm so sorry. I will do anything for you. It's really fucking funny. Yeah. Yeah. That and the, uh, the captain of the guard or night's watch or whatever the fuck. It's just, oh, yeah, it's, the, it's, the, it's a great the super interaction. Hot, the super hot elf Hell captain yeah. that's in love with a 10 year old. Yeah. Questionable. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Questionable fake character. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those things. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny because he, he's just like, you know, basically trying to tell her to get away from him. Yeah. Uh, but she insists that he's going to be her, her husband. So he kind of gets roped into it and he can't yeah, really she, do anything. She about has kind of the same zeal for him. As the love interest in uh, Chillin' in My 30s does for her husband. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I was surprised it was uh, such a miss for Vargo. But, um, you know, it's it's pretty typical story in the grand scheme of things for everything yeah. that we watch. So. Uh, next up, I have Mashal, uh, Magic and Muscle. Fucking this hard. is. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and head out. All right, man. <laughs> we'll see you later. Uh, see you, dude. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's fantastic. Um, it's literally Saitama goes to Hogwarts. Yeah. Listeners, that's the only way I can describe it. <laughs> it's the only way it should be described. <laughs> um, guy who's stuck in a world where if you don't have magic, you're basically worthless and you're nothing. Uh, in some cases you can be arrested for it. And, uh, he goes to Hogwarts (laughs) and uses no magic whatsoever to accomplish everything. 
<laughs> that's required of them. <laughs> All with the love of, is it uh, Cream Puffs? Yeah. Cream puffs. yeah. Yeah. So far, my favorite episode. Now, granted, this is another show that I'll watch in like two or three episode spurts. And it's not just, I like the show. Yeah. But usually what will happen is I'll get home from work. You know, hang out with my wife for a bit. We'll we'll go do our own thing, and I'll put it on. And for like two or three episodes, I'm like, okay, I'm good for a bit. That's fair. And then I'll come back like a week later. You know, I'll go catch up on other shows that I'm watching. But so far, my favorite episode has been the uh, the Quidditch episode. Yeah. It, <laughs> instantaneously, when that happened, I was like five out of five. Yeah. Five out of five stars instantaneously. Fucking. Like it's just moving his legs fast enough to to float in the air, like fucking or, like a fucking Looney Tune. I was like, oh my god! Not only that, but when he's throwing the ball through the goal, he's putting curve on it with <laughs> like a finger flick, so it'll just keep flying back. Yeah, to him. yeah, yeah. It's so freaking great. Yeah, it's yeah. One Punch Man and Harry Potter mashup. That's the, the best, best way you can describe it. Yeah. Um. So next up, I have uh, Rise uh, Rising of the Shield Shield Hero season six. Uh six. Sorry, season three. What yeah, the fuck? I was like, wow. Did I <laughs> Hello, brain. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ. <laughs> season six. Yeah. Season three, like a jackass. I, I fucking dyslexia kicks in. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah. Season three. Um, it's a season that made me question where the hell this is going. I feel like this is another bridge season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, repetitive from the uh, the first one, too. Yeah. Mass- massively. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it, I can't really say my, much else listeners it hasn't really made me lose my love for the show. I'm hoping that season four will come out and be better, yeah. but, uh, if it's not, then I'll just, it'll drop off at that point. Yeah. I was just going to say that's, uh, if season four is like this one, I'll probably drop it. Yeah. Cause I loved one and two. They were both yeah, great, they were great seasons. I, yeah. Two was starting to get a little repetitive, but it was right before the end. For a lot of three, it felt like the like they didn't really know where else to go. That's why I was, that's why I made the note of where is this going? Yeah. Um, I mean, like you said, there was a lot of repetitiveness, especially with the heroes. Uh, by the time we were done with two, I thought that they had resolved that. Of yeah, we're gonna start working together. We need to start working together. Um, but apparently not. Apparently that 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 was too much to hope for. So. Just uh, you know, a lot of repetitiveness and having the whole, you know, having the whole character of bitch just be around fucking, you know, lying to everybody and, and getting away with it still. I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck is this? Like, did you guys just not know where to go with where to go from here? Yeah. Anyways. um, Yeah. So season three is out. If you like season one and two, three is going to be kind of a, a hard one to get through. Hopefully four is better. Next one up, I have uh, uh, Skimichi. uh Moonlit Fantasy. Miles and I have been going through this. That one is it's surprisingly good. Um I didn't really expect a whole lot coming f- or going into it, but it was actually really good. I mean, this guy gets summoned his kid gets summoned into another world because his parents are originally from there uh before they got pulled into ours and the goddess sees him and says how ugly he is and how disgusting he is and tries to fucking cast him out. And the only gift she gives him is being able to understand every language except for the people of her plan of her, of her world, because she doesn't want him conversing with the beautiful people she's made. She's a fucking cunt, <laughs> cunt, cunt, cunt. 
massive cunt. God, that is hilarious. Yeah. So <laughs> she places him. She places him on on her planet, and before he gets there, he's thankfully blessed with a shit ton of power from the god of our world, and he gives him a insane amount of abilities. So thanks for that. <laughs> that that was helpful in the in the the show's uh, premise. Because he shows up and he is a walking tank, uh, basically. Just will 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 stomp anyone's shit, and that's fine. <laughs> uh, I am okay with the overpoweredness of the character, just for the simple fact that he surround he ends up getting surrounded by characters that are almost as powerful as he is, and as a result, it makes for a lot of a lot of fun situations. It's very similar to. Uh, in some ways to uh, Tensura and that you have a character that's, that's been yeah. brought in is ludicrously overpowered and is able to make a good life and a good life for others. Yeah. In that world. Making another monster kingdom. Like, yeah. 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 Very, very similar. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's ticking all the boxes for me. I'm enjoying it immensely. So uh, we're going through season two. Season two has been, it's good. It's had a couple of lulls, but that's because they have to explain where the other heroes are. Hmm. Um, you find out that one of the heroes is actually a decent person. The other one's a piece of shit. So go figure. Uh, I think the one that's a piece of shit is going to be a problem for him later, but we'll find out. Uh, then we have uh shy miles. And I watched this. It was a, uh, I think Josiah actually went through it, right? I am halfway through it. This is one that I dropped because I caught up to the dub, dub and you stopped. Yeah. And I just haven't been back for the rest <laughs> of it. I, I like, like the, the premise. premise. Yeah, best part of the whole show is a fucking is a is is a drunk Russian uh, yeah. superhero. Yeah. Freaking great. Yep. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, she's she's wonderful. Uh, overall, the show it has kind of ups and downs, but overall, it's a good show. I'm enjoying it. I'm looking forward to finding out more about what the hell the villains' fucking whole deal is, and uh, why they're able to why they're able to exist in a different. Like I can only put it as a parallel dimension or some shit. Right. Uh, and why they're able to bring back, like fucking bring back the dead <laughs> for fuck's sake and turn them into little kids. Um, That's, that's a weird, that was a weird thing. I feel like that's a spoiler, but I can't put together what it is. So it's fine. It's, it's so, it's so, it's so fucking obscure that you're not going to No, I know. That's why I was saying, I feel like this is spoiler territory. Yeah, but it's by the time, by the, yeah, by the time you, by the time you figure it out, it'll already happen. So, all right. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a good show. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I really enjoyed the, the, the dynamic between, uh, the character of shy and the fact of establishing the fact that she just, she doesn't give up. It's the, that's the thing is that she's literally determined to, to be a hero and to help others, even if they don't want her help. Uh, and that was established between her and the uh, the 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 British is it the British guy or Australian British, right? British, yeah. Because uh, that guy's a total dick. <laughs> and uh, I at first I was like, man, this guy's a complete asshole for no reason. It totally makes sense though when when he starts breaking down his thought processes of how of why he acts the way he acts, and he he realizes that if he had acted this way in in any other circumstances, he would not be considered a hero. And he's okay with that. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a good show. I, I think it's, it's a four out of five in my opinion. People should watch it. 
uh, make your own mind up. But if you want to see a show about superheroes that makes no sense for part of it, because there's a superhero for every country, but the only time you see them, you, the only time you see them is when they make up a new one. Because <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, before that, it's like three, it's like three in the whole world. And then suddenly there's eight. And then, then there's more after that. Like, oh, okay. It's just, it's make them up as you go. And then, uh, <laughs> unless they're friends with the main character, which luckily we get to see the drunk Russian lady all the time. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, next up is Faraway Paladin. The first season's good. I will say the second season's not, not, not my cup of tea. So I dropped out. Wasn't, wasn't hitting the, hitting the nail on the head. I just dropped. I was just like, yeah, I'm good. Um, The first one is good for the simple fact of the characters and the family that the kid uh, ends up with at the start and the people who train him and turn him into the person he becomes. Uh, It's got a lot of heart to it. And I felt like the ending was fine, that that it was, it was good enough there in my opinion. And the sequel is, or the the second season is just, I don't care. (laughs) It's it's not the fact that like it's it's not the fact that I don't care about the the main character. It's just the fact that I don't care about anything that he's talking about or anything he's going through or anything that's happening around him. I just don't care. It's not making progress, in other words. And uh, it's kind of it's kind of it got to the point where I was like, you know what, I'm good. I'm I'm just not gonna. It's not for me. I'm gonna move on. It's okay. So, uh, Miles, I don't know if you watched that or not. Uh, I did. I don't. Re- it was a while ago, though, so I, I don't remember it tremendously. But I'm pretty sure I didn't watch more than a season. So, yeah, uh, nothing I could really contribute to it, honestly. That's fair. Uh, I, next up is the last one that I have on my list. Miles, did you want? Did you want to say something? Sorry. I was. I, I just need to get dinner going. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's your last one? Last one, Shangri La Frontier. Oh yeah. It's a banger. Uh, Go for it. Yeah, <laughs> this I mean, is another one. I it, uh, go on. I was just gonna say the uh, it's it's kind of got a little bit of that Dragon Ball Zenus to it, where the the fights take a little while to draw out, but yeah. at least stuff happens. So yeah, stuff happens. It makes progress. It's not all posturing. Yeah. So it's really it's it's a it's an enjoyable one. If if you like video games and you like watching people go through video games, even though it's nonsensical how VR works this way, it's fun. Yep. Yeah, watch it. Now, this is another one I put down because I caught up to the dub like mm-hmm. a month ago. Well, you're going to. It's week to week. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I got up to like episode five and I put it back here and I put it down and then haven't caught back up yet. No, that's fair. So I, I've loved what I watched, though. Yeah. The premise it's, is great. Oh, I, I play, play garbage, garbage video, video games, games and then he finally gets a good one. A good one. He's like, yeah, this is amazing. Got here. <laughs> yeah listeners we're going to call it here uh thank you for listening to us we really do appreciate it tell your friends about us it's pretty much the only way we get around i'm sorry you had to hear me for most of this because of uh, the the amount of reading and watching i've been doing but uh that's just the way it goes uh hopefully i've made you some recommendations you actually might take a look at and uh, enjoy uh if not sorry but uh if you if if nothing else at least it was entertaining right i was entertaining please yes no no okay don't tell your friends about us <laughs> you can you can hate listen to us as well anyways this is vargo this is josiah and miles keep on geeking on we're out <laughs>